always missing the content. Look, now we had a natural love in the conversation. It's okay, I'll say the joke again. Zach, you look like you did 4X full time. <laughs> Zach got the airport. He do like he do 4X full time. <laughs> Fucking loser. Like, he's like, now he be tweeting, yo, just let me know when y'all ready to change your life. A DM away. Tap in. Tap in. Do you need, have you ever been on your grind? Do you want to be on your grind? Don't you want your money to make money for you? you? It's called investment in stocks, nigga. The fuck <laughs> oh, I have a Robinhood account. Anybody that needs one, I have a link for a free stock. Just throwing that out there. Oh, word? Yeah. Okay. I'll send it to you. Yeah, you know. I already want to fight trying, Zach, and he's only been here for five seconds. <laughs> Zach and Mommy, will be wanting to fight this nigga on a regular basis. Uh, just, just Let him have it. face him on the court. That's all I got to say. <laughs> nigga, I'm dropping 45 on this nigga. That's crazy. What? <laughs> <laughs> nigga Zach trash in basketball. Wait, how do y'all know Zach? We grew up together. I've been in the gym for t- uh, 10 months, right, actually. I've been in the gym more than you have, nigga. I mean, same. <laughs> you were the chosen one, Cooper. <laughs> um, let's see. I met Zach on the basketball court, and I hit a floater over him. <laughs> I met Zach. <laughs> I mean, with, yeah, with, bro, niggas, with, niggas lie unprovoked. With, bro, with, with, Jake said that shit. I said, no, you didn't. That just didn't no, no, no. I did do that. That's not when I met no, him, though. He did that shit <laughs> with a Newport in my Jake, mouth. Jake had a cigarette. I got done eating pizza. We didn't drop thirty. We didn't drop thirty on these niggas. I want Cameron. Marcus. You seven foot. <laughs> he said you six five, bro. What the fuck? That nigga's at my knees, bro. <laughs> Speaking of, how are your knees, bro? They're good right now. That's good. Gonna fuck you up on the court again. You play sports or something? Why are your knees bad? Oh, I you know, my yo, oh, yeah, yo, no, Zach, you know, Zach, Zach, Zach. Quick question. Quick you know, question. they're talking about Joe Budden podcast when niggas is like six something for no reason. They got yeah. bad knees. Yeah, that's what it is. Like they don't play Can no sports. Can I ask sports. you a quick question, Zach? When you go to the gym, do you be putting on them knee braces like offensive linemen? Well, not 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 those. Zach <laughs> like Zach like Rip Hamilton when he start balling. <laughs> So my dad and his dad Man, look. Uh, were best friends, so okay. we were kind of like born into it. Yeah, and I met this nigga when I was like 15. I see this little tall nigga. I said, bro, how old are you? I'm 13. <laughs> I said, bro, stop lying. This nigga not no 13. <laughs> I think he really like, is 13. Oh, like that one King Vader video? He looked he tall as shit, hitting the fucking um, the, the door frame. Right. I said, bro, who is this nigga? I don't even remember when I met him. Yo, Zach, when did I meet you? Get your you? big ass up out of here, bitch. Same day. <laughs> what same day? Did y'all play basketball? No, birthday. Oh, my no, birthday. Jake wasn't there. Yeah. Jake wasn't there? I don't nah. think he was. You didn't meet this nigga until like way later. Yeah, like I felt like I was out of high school. Some we was like seniors. Well, no, some no. sesh. Some sesh. We were seniors by the time. Definitely some met. sesh. <laughs> Can you so. He used to, he used to, you know, like, you know, you, you know, you so, so Isaac, I have a question. What hey, up, Cooper, when are you going to do your part in taking this Jesus podcast to the next level? What do you mean, Jacob? When are you going to put a story out there? Give me, give me, give me. Because like you said, when I put my business out there, we got shot up and listens. Tell us about the Xbox story. That was a good one. I don't even know what that is. Remember you when you was tweeting like, about going to old girl. You was tweeting about going to old chick house. Did I, that nigga Markel say trying to get that Xbox? <laughs> and he blew the motherfucker with the Xbox on there. First year in Xbox, this be real specific. The black joints. So would that be practice pussy? Cause I- <laughs> yeah, that's really what that was. And you ain't get no pussy, that's I crazy. Oh man, I know. Wait, what? Wouldn't let that shit happen to me though. Let's get- she got that. Let me go ahead and play it. 
Stupid. <laughs> Let me go ahead and play a record on y'all. Is that nigga gonna get murdered in 2020? No. Oh, now you think six nine will be good? He's gonna have a TV show. Who cares? I would actually be great. I came for the dough. You came for the hoes. We ain't on the same thing. You got five bitches attracted to bust down. You got small ones noticing plain things. She paid me for all of the gang that I gave me. Cause he ain't gonna be here. Mama, I push you on like some pink and rings. I could push you on. That's that's a good point. Like on the center stage, yeah, really? Got a double bag. Oh, yeah, this Bobby had like you could hear it. Like a 12 gauge, not sure. Nigga, no, what? he just called us broke. <laughs> right. Wait, no, I do have the power. Dang, are the twos even out for that one? Those ones, like, yeah, the beast. Kelsey, I'm not four. Oh, it was early. Yeah, Kelsey, that's four than them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Manja, I'm the greatest. Are you? Yes, sir. Prove it. I don't have to. Put this shit right now. Hold up. You know you really broke your shirt, right? Like, trying to prove you not. I do have that Louis Vuitton shoes at home. I do. Shit. Knowing he bought them used. You got them at Ross because there's a defect. You're driving a 2001 Corolla. Shut up. I ain't broke though. <laughs> I got more money than you, niggas. Man, Ross don't be carrying them. Marshalls. Oh, my bad. My bad. bad. My bad. Marshalls. <laughs> Not everyone's privilege is to go to Marshalls. Remix. Chanel. Death Jam. Met the man. Somehow we all ended up here again. <laughs> On a Saturday. After Thanksgiving, y'all are welcome. Right. It's about dedicated we are. Oh, yeah? yeah. Is it good? Yeah, I mean, they left Kendall's not here today. Kendall. They're not gonna notice. They really not gonna notice. <laughs> not gonna Yo, no, nah, my bad. Kendall actually right here, guys. He's still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kendall is Hold Kendall his phone. Okay. See? He's right here. <laughs> Luca Dockey. Luca is the greatest player of all time. After Derek. Uh, and when I'm there, we go. He's here. It's like he never left. No, 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 no. Luca! Oh, my God. Yo. What up? That nigga said we were bullies for how we did Kendall. Wait, on last episode? Oh my god. And Sam and Jake called an audible at the last minute. That shit was hilarious. But Look, I had to throw the oop. So it was up to Sam. So, you know, it's officially uh, Thanksgiving is over. That's true. You know what that means. I printed the lyrics of Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. And would you I know the lyrics. Would okay. you trust the honors of spitting Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer? I'm going to give you my headphones so you can you know what's going on. You know that you're a dancer and prancer and vixen. Kind of Cupid and Donner and Blissin. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Come on! Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Oh my God. And if you ever saw it. That is crack. Is it sad that I can see like someone will perform this in like Keith Ellum on a Saturday night? Yeah, crack Yeah, exactly. Forever, you go down to history. What? <laughs> <laughs> that is gonna be. Bad. 
<laughs> this was part of his rollout when he dropped that independent album in 2012. Oh, Christ. Whoa, it's that old? Yeah. Damn. DMX is so in and out of jail to the point, like, you don't even remember when shit came out. It's true. So... We were initially going to start with a Thanksgiving recap, but I actually saw two movies this weekend. Oh, yeah, this nigga's livid. He's not just be free and shit. I saw Knives Out and Queen and Slim. Knives Out is a very phenomenal movie. Y'all niggas need to go see that shit. I was telling Jake, um, me watching Knives Out and seeing, like, how between that and Looper, how great of, like, a writer-director Ryan Johnson is, it kind of made me realize I feel like niggas was, like, o- like OD bugging on The Last Jedi. That's just me personally. The Knives Out had no Knives Out literally had me hooked from the beginning to the end. I 100% agree with you, Sam. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Not everyone is a hater like um Hada. <coughs> it's me, bitch. Star, <laughs> but, War, Star Wars fanboys, them niggas so mad that Luke threw the lightsaber. They ain't let that shit go since. But besides, I didn't care about that. Luke oh, would never do that. I do want to see Knives Out. Like I do still like Ryan Johnson. That nigga, don't like boy, that film. he killed that shit, nigga. I, I was that's also like a very star-studded cast. I was like Don Johnson, Michael Shannon, Chris Evans, Lakeith Stanfield, Daniel Craig, Jamie Lee Curtis, amongst many others. I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt did. Joseph Gordon-Levitt did a voiceover. I mean, that was a star-studded cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was like a whodunit mystery, but it was like very meta. It was the it was like trying to figure out the murder of a murder mystery writer. Yeah, I'm on my seat when I found out like who did. It, I was like, damn! It looked like a big exciting game of Clue. It's exciting as fuck. And it's That's what I thought it was when I first saw the. Trailer. I thought it was gonna be a Clue movie. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, okay, I'll watch it. Lakeith Stanfield Shit. ass just popped up in the movie randomly. Was he the killer? No, he oh. was the cop. He was the. Now, see, your seven <laughs> said yes. You would have fucked it up for everybody, <laughs> right? I actually still want to see and it. And what too. world is Lakeith Stanfield gonna be a killer? Alert, I guess? Uh, whatever it was. Excuse me. What was his name? <laughs> uh, 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 I, I don't lost his name. Sorry about him. He wasn't a killer. Like, I don't know. He, yeah, he, he killed that. He, he killed the horse somebody. Didn't he kill the horse thing? No. I thought no, he no, he kills the guy that turned him he into a horse. The, thing. Yes. No, they just kicked over the door. They probably beat him the fuck up. You no, don't know. no, they killed that man. They said we here to beat your ass. That was eight Taurus horsemen and they, versus one human centaur. Whatever. Oh, fuck. What was this movie? Equisapiens. Equisapiens. Have you never seen Sorry to Bother You? No. <laughs> it's like oh, a really Zach. interesting so and Zach, like perplexing f- movie. Yeah. So Zach, fun story. I went when I went to L.A. I was with my friend. I showed her Sorry to Bother You. She went to take a shower for like 15 minutes. She came out. She saw horses and shit. She said, what the fuck happened? I was like, yeah, that time that you went to the shower. Was like it, was like the, it was like the turn. <laughs> you see it, the Equisapiens like broke up, broke the door open. They, they said, man, I'm from Oakland. I was like, nigga. Y'all yeah, niggas talking. It, was, it took a turn. <laughs> that shit was crazy as hell. Support black directors, man. Mm. On the Queen of Slim. Oh, God. Was that, was that the transition? Jake, nah, Jake, we about to shit on black directors real quick. Hop in. I'm okay. I'm actually. Not into it, so I, can't say I didn't see it either. Sam's the only one that saw it. But I guess I'm not going to see it now. I noticed. I was actually going to wait like a week or two to go see it. But I have this thing where if the reviews are so polarizing, I have to kind of check it out for myself to go see. IMDb rating was currently sitting at a 6.2, it started off at a 4.9. Rotten Tomatoes was like an 84, Metacritic at a 74. And a lot of people online kept feeling like it was just... Mediocre? 
And they said it was something they said it was like pretending to be deeper than what it really was. So if you don't know, the movie's written by Lena Waithe and is directed by Melina Matsukos. Mm-hmm. I know she I can't pronounce her name worth shit. But she's one of like I the think main that's right. She's one of like the main directors and and like producers from Insecure. So that alone should have told me what the movie was gonna be. So what was the movie? Remember how I felt about season two of it, season two and season three of Insecure? Yeah. It's like it kept feeling like it was doing a doing more than what it was actually doing that's legit what it was and for me starting the first move scene at the restaurant they were um having a weird conversation and i can't remember her main character her real character's name but they call i guess we're gonna call her queen she was like very standoffish she had a bunch of responses that resembled like an argument that would happen or discussion happened on like black twitter it goes from there. They clearly don't want to like kick it with each other. He like he's like I messaged you three weeks ago. What made you come now? She's like I need. She's like well my client just got executed and I want to hang out. But she's like being very standoffish. So it's like clearly not gonna be a second date. Right. They run into a cop who's clearly like a very corrupt cop. He's doing the most. All he's doing is like running through this nigga's shoe boxes and shit, but he ain't got nothing in there. So it's like it could be like a chill situation. Right. She's doing the most. This nigga draws a gun on slim i don't know any of these niggas names so his name wasn't slim no which made the title stupid as fuck to me wait I'm their sorry, name huh? was not queen or slim but they called it queen and slim nobody referenced them to, as queen and slim or none of that shit you lying what? i know you fucking lying right oh he's dead ass <laughs> wait, <I'm sorry. laughs> bro when they they said they names and i said so their names wasn't queen or slim do, do you not know their names the entire film let me look up these niggas' names. On Why God. the fuck did they name the movie Queen and Slim then? And they didn't even reference the name Queen and Slim at all. Is there a Queen and Slim in like? Is that something to do with in the thing? criminal uh, history, like Bonnie and Clyde? No, they referenced nothing, none of that shit. Okay, here's so let me look it up. Their names. I am confused. Their names were Ernest Hines and Angela Johnson. Niggas' name was Ernest. Boy, yeah. if you don't get the fuck. Okay. So once. And I think, remember I told y'all, I, y'all saw me tweet, I said, how long until I get my refund, how long until I walk out the theater and get my refund? That was after the cold opening. I feel like after a movie's opening, you know what kind of movie it is. The shit was that bad? You know me, like, okay, I'll give, the, I'll give it some bail. Aesthetically beautiful. Great cinematography. The color palette was nice. The sound, the design of music was nice. The mm-hmm. like the, how the characters, like, the costumes, what they look like. Oh, very dope. But you know me, I feel like no matter how good looking a movie is, how good the acting is, you Story can't save you can't right. save a bad script. A right. movie automatically falls if the script is bad. Right. And a lot of people were on like Lena Waithe because Wait, are any of you going to see this? Can we just get into spoilers with this? Because I'm curious. I'm gonna go see it, but our return of already expecting. So can no, every, no, everything no everything the synopsis is pretty straightforward. It's very straightforward. Okay. I saw the ending coming like thirty minutes into the movie. So, so how does it end? I'm going to get into that. We're going to okay. keep going. Okay, okay, so okay. with me watching this movie, I know, so if you want a little backstory, a lot of people are criticizing like Lena Waithe, which I don't give a fuck about. No, no like Twitter cancellation and criticism. Talking about um, Lena felt like Melina was like a different type of director because she looked up to like Aaron Sorkin, a bunch of other random directors. Who was the other nigga? David Lynch. I'm like a lot of black people look up to those directors, but I'll let you get that off. And... Uh, Jake wrote an interesting review. 
Oh. Jake oh, read a very me, interesting review. Let me oh let me get that tweet out. Cause Jake's when Jake read the review, he said, Sam, is this kind of how it felt in a very short version? And I just sat there and just made a face the entire time. I mean you can keep going, I'll let you know when I get the tweet. So okay. between me watching this movie, I at one point there's this kid that looks up to the to them, he's like, nah, it's like a movement. We love you guys. Like everybody knows who these people are after they cut their hair, all that shit. <coughs> So this kid, he's bucking up to like a cop, which they're like protesting. And he says, please just go home. He's like a black cop. And he said, what you going to do? You going to kill me too? He said, nah, I'm not going to. He's like, I just want you to go home, your kid. But I will arrest you if I have to. The kid pulls out a gun on the cop officer. Mind you, the one black officer that's being very nice to him. Mm-hmm. He accidentally shoots the black officer. And I, at that point... And I tell you, it took every urge in me because I was halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. It took every urge in my body not to just like hop up and just leave. Did anybody leave when that happened? It was on like eight niggas in my theater. <laughs> on a Saturday? That's not a good sign, first of all. I got the tweet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> was a dramatic uh, reading for it? God damn. <clears throat> Lena Waithe's writing doesn't have the depth and complexity she believes it to let me start over Lena Waithe's writing doesn't have the depth and complexity she believes it to all the Aaron Sorkin masterclasses in the world couldn't remedy that and when I said a lot of people when I said should I get a refund niggas was in my mentions like they said is it bad I said I don't know I can't really say if it's bad but it's like hype niggas did overhype this movie like it was gonna be like the next like masterpiece because the trailer looked nice I guess. Like I'm not even mad about the trauma or none. This is like the way it was just executed. It just described happened. as a modern day take on the legend of Bonnie and Clyde. That's what that's what that's what people are saying. That's what, what that's what it's supposed to be, and it's like they're trying to make them like these big. And I get it, but like that whole situation was kind of avoidable. And also, I hate cringy dialogue, which is why you see me. We saw me and Jake like roasting the Star Wars prequels. The dialogue was very bad. I hate anything that I hate more than bad than a bad story. I hate bad dialogue. I hate sand. At one point, this nigga said, she, she said, am I going to be your legacy? Of course you are. And as he looks at her, they shoot her in the heart. And I'm just like, for real, bro. Wait, what? Didn't know she was going to die. And then he picks her up and then he's like walking towards them. We will shoot you if you keep moving. And he just keeps walking forward. And then they like light his ass up like the 4th of July. So they both die. Yeah. When I knew they I knew they were going to die. There's no way they were going to make it all the way to Cuba. So their goal was they're going to go from Cleveland, Ohio. It was a six, it was like a six-day thing. They're going from Cleveland, Ohio. They stopped in New Orleans to meet her uncle where they, he gave him like three grand in cash and one of his cars. They were going to stop at they were going to stop at like a family friend's place. And then from there or like a, a like ally of like his uncle and then from there mm-hmm. go meet somebody in Florida and that's where they're going to like take off in a plan to go to Cuba. And it's just a lot was going like I when I say like I don't mind straightforward stories, but don't make them bigger than what it was supposed to be. If you're gonna give me a, a dope black outlaw story, would have been dope. But you're making them like martyrs for like a bigger picture and a cause. After they died, everybody showed up to their funerals. Niggas like memorialize them on like a mural. It was just a lot was clearly missing. If that makes sense. So what, can, what do you think that the theme and message was supposed to be if, if she was going for anything like that? 
Or is this just capitalizing off of like black drama? Do you ever remember who watched um who watched season three of Insecure? Nigga, yeah. I didn't make it. Remember by the two. remember by the end of season three, we were trying to figure out. So it was like after as she was like rebuilding her apartment, we said, so what was kind of the purpose of this whole season? Yeah. Like from, because in that season, I watched like, that season like a bunch of times. I'm like, so what was the purpose of this whole season? That's when she gets the job as like the landlord for her yeah. complex. Yeah, she quits. Um, she quits. The hell, we got y'all. Yeah, that racist ass shit. So she quits. We got y'all. She's and she's Uber driving at yeah. that point too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so is she yeah, doing so nothing, worse yeah, the season where nothing happened? The dude she cheated on at this point. Yes. She date. She started dating a nigga that was from Houston that like ghosted her, but we don't know why he ghosted her. So a lot of people say he's probably like in jail for like a month because he was gone for like a clean what a month. The producer nigga? No, the no, not the producer, the light skin nigga. Oh yeah, the. Oh yeah. 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 Then what's up? Like we yeah, assume the dude he was just picked up and moved there because he felt like it. Yeah. Oh, 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 my bad. I was looking up. It's oh. kind of. Did he say he was dealing with some family shit? Or something? He said he said I just had a lot of shit going on, but like nobody. Like, he was like he went on social media. He went on nothing. So it's like he. Like up and disappeared yeah, that was a bad But we got season. no explanation Of that what happened horrible season. So season. side note I, I found out why Queen and Slim Is called Queen and Slim Okay Oh please Um This is from OprahMag.com Please don't make I'm trying my best Do not You to wanna guess me. I'm trying my best Not to kill Y'all wanna guess Why it's called that Because it's, she's a black queen And he is slim I don't know That's close Oh my god <laughs> That better not be close <laughs> What is it <laughs> He's a, Okay. This is a quote from Melina. Is it Matsukis? Matsukis, yeah. Matsukis. We wanted Queen and Slim to represent all of us, Matsukis said during the Weeksville Heritage Center screening. All of us women are queens, and Slim is obviously a name that black men are called quite frequently. And we wanted our community to see themselves reflected in these characters. You want me, you want me to find something for you? Bam, I, I just read That's, that part of the article. I'm going to show you. As a producer. Excuse? That? What? You guys want me to show you something really funny? Yo, how many Pop, Slims Pop. do y'all know? How many Slims? I don't know. No nigga named Slim. I don't know. I've never met a nigga one. named Slim. Slim Jimmy? You know I maybe met one old head. I maybe met uh, one old head named Slim. So, I'm going to read you guys something very funny. I'm joking. Yeah. Still well, wait. So what? You, what is she saying? Is she saying that black men aren't kings to those black female queens? I mean, I mean, yes. You gotta think about it. Think about it. So you know, it's funny. Somebody posted a photo. Jake, what do you think? So somebody posted this photo saying Queen and Slim, 2019, directed by Melina Matsukas. Is that her? No, that's some like random chick in uh, that Sean King. King. That's Sean King. I haven't I heard a nigga called another nigga Slim. And, you know, last time I heard that, we were watching The Get Down. That's what I'm like. I feel like that's because a very no old one term. Black men Slim. What, what year is it? What culture are you in touch with? I'm so, confused. Somebody, somebody pointed out the casting call for Queen. Born in the South to American parents, American grandparents, and American great-grandparents. Moved to the East Coast as soon as she could. Queen is at... Hold the fuck on. I'm, I'm late. Let me finish. Okay, it gets okay, worse. okay. Queen is a fiercely intelligent defense attorney who reaches out to Slim on a Tinder, on Tinder after the state decides to execute one of her clients. She didn't want to be alone that night. She's brown skin, comma, if she were a slave, she would work in the fields, comma, she has a tough exterior for a reason, period. Only a few in this world. <laughs> Let me finish. Damn. Can I finish? All right, I'm going to start over. Please do. I'm going to start over. Yeah, I need to hear this a second time. It's 
she was a slave. She worked in the field. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get like a. I got you. I got you. I got because, you. I got you. Let him read the whole thing. Holy like shit. Jesus! I'm sorry. Go for it. That's born a in the South to American parents, comma American grandparents and American great grandparents. Moved to the East Coast as soon as she could. Queen is a fiercely intelligent defense attorney who reaches out to Slim on Tinder after the state decides to execute one of her clients. She didn't want to be alone that night. She's brown skin. If she were a slave, she would, she would have worked in the fields. She has a tough exterior for a reason. Only a few in this world know why, but she knows, and that's all that matters. Some nudity and sexual simulation required. Yeah, in the middle of the... Remember I told you, kid, the kid, like, kills a cop? Yeah. It was like fucking... In the midst of all, all that happened. When I said this, like, I felt like it was extended. It was a two-hour episode of Insecure. I mean, can, that can shit. you find Kings? Or, I mean, not Kings. I'm going to call them. Can Slim. you find Slim's uh, casting? Yeah, they call him by his real name. <laughs> <laughs> Sean King. <laughs> Nigga. Yo, that was Queen the and Sean King would be a great movie, though. We are lost. <laughs> we are lost. She was a slave. She worked in... Lord, I know nobody's seen. like trying to. Oh well, shit. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess they want they want it to sound like all right. She needs to be Dark a black skin. American woman, and they don't want their, they don't want her to be like the child of an immigrant or even the grandchild of an of immigrant. Course, they of course, of course. They want her to be like in slavery. But to but say still, that, to say I feel that, like you can though, say. I feel like that sentence just could have been left. We out. can like, say we want that. a natural born American woman, like yeah. black, American black woman, without saying well, she no, was a slave. She'd work in the fields. No, they did. They straight up said, "Hey, your grandparents should be from America. Your parent, your like your great grandparents are from America." That's that's all they had to so say. So that part was not needed. That's why I started laughing. I was like, "What the fuck?" And she was like, "It was like a lot of things going into it. I won't go any deeper because I had no like super, like knowledge about shit like that." Mm-hmm. But me personally, like, when I tell you niggas was in my mentions, like, crazy. The moment I said, I said, I literally tweeted. Because I tweeted last night, I'm going to see Knives Out. Queen, I said, I'm going to see Knives Out today. I'm going to see Queen <coughs> and Slim tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I said, Queen and Slim up next. Literally, maybe 20 minutes later, how long till I leave this theater and get my refund? Dead emoji. Niggas said, it's bad. That movie, somebody said that movie looked really cheesy. Somebody asked me. Kendall asked me if it was bad. Another girl went to tech with. She asked me if it was bad. Mm-hmm. I was like, the best I can say is it looks good. Kind of like I watch Insecure a lot. Insecure aesthetically looks really good. Kind of the same okay. way Atlanta looks aesthetically really good. A lot of things aesthetically so look. So the bare minimum for cinematography. Yeah. No I, wait, the cinematography. I thought you said the cinematography was good. Like yeah, you did. It. Visually looks good. The aesthetic Visually, cinematography yeah, yeah. is good. Yeah. So, not, so we're not saying great though. We're just saying. Is it unique? Is it interesting? Or is it just passable? It's passable. Okay. I'm going to see this movie on a Tuesday. So do you think if this movie had a better script, it would have been a... You would have... Yeah. Yeah? Me, I wanted to like it. When I'm telling you, like, I'm sitting there trying... When I'm talking about, There's three moments where I almost walked out. What were those three? You named one, so what were those two? After the cold opening, because I don't like how they gave us the title card, but they're still, like, having a conversation about throwing out the cell phones mm-hmm. and going on the run... I said, that's kind of weird. That's weird to me. For the title card to happen before the cold open? The title card happened after the cold open. Oh. And they're like in the middle of having a whole conversation, like a very important conversation about like throwing out their phones. They need to go on the run. Okay. I said, I was like, that's kind of weird. But it's also the way it all lined up and set up to me at that moment. Wait, I said, so okay. are you telling me it happened with a cold open in media rest and then flash had a flashback back to the beginning and then no, continue? No, no, no. It started with them at the dinner. 
Okay. The whole thing ran through in sequence. And the way it went down, I didn't like the dialogue, the acting. Daniel Kalu was phenomenal as he's a great actor. Yeah. I didn't like Jodie Turner Smith that much. She's okay. But I don't put a lot on actors because they do what the directors tell them to do. The script so, they're given, right? So sometimes it's like you do the best that you're given. So Jodie Turner Smith, I've never seen another work from another, something else from her. So she may be like a really good actress. Me personally, I just don't know. Um, yeah, it's when I tell you I wanted to like it. So it's a movie that could have been good, but it got lost in its in its effort to create a narrative for the cause. Yeah, like it's trying to be deeper than what it so actually it was. Came off as fake deep. So instead of like being a straightforward movie, mm-hmm. it wanted to like give themes and be deep. Directors have to remember if it's not serviced by a good story, it's not going to be impactful. So and it's I don't really know what they were. Things like that thinking. is just kind of weird to me. I don't know. Like that shoehorned in femme fatale scene in Avengers Endgame. I really hated that scene because it didn't make any. The A four scene. They that, all, yeah, yeah, that's what everybody calls it. Where they yeah. all they all just drop in out of nowhere. Out of out of the cliffs, like, what are y'all doing here? But no, I see your, I see what you're going for. What, what's, up, what's up, Zach? That scene sucked. Really? That particular sequence, if, it didn't make any yeah, sense. In context of the fight, it doesn't make any sense. The first one, the one in Infinity War was great. On some real shit though, like for like representation, it was dope. Yeah, because right. I said like a lot of people thought that was like a cool thing. Right. But for the fact that none of these people knew each other, we don't even see them have a single conversation. There were no stakes. They didn't know each other. The it, at least in the uh, in Infinity War, it happened, but it just happened naturally because they were all fighting. Yeah, together. they were. And Wanda Okoye, was coming to help. Wanda and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Yeah, see, okay. and it happened naturally. They were getting like, their ass beat. Like, I'm the one who didn't care. I mean, I didn't, I didn't care, care either. But like, it, yeah, it, just, it felt forced, that, but it I didn't care. That, and? Well, okay, because here's why. Because that whole scene could have been replaced by any sequence of Miss Marvel just grabbing the fucking Infinity Gauntlet. You mean Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel, I'm sorry. Yeah. Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, kind of the same thing. Yeah, why does she need oh, help? No, it's because like there's different. Gen- She's like the they have. There's like different one, different versions of them that got like the same exact power, but they just got a different name. Yeah. Because like, Miss Marvel is, is the Ms. male Marvel. Captain Marvel's wife, and and mother of Janice Vale. Yes. That yes. whole shit's confusing. And then <laughs> and then he got rebooted to to Captain Marvel, Marvel the female yeah. version. But they're still a and Ms. then Miss Marvel is <laughs> But they're Khan. still a Miss Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. And they all got like this. They all kind of got like the similar, powers? the same power, similar, similar power. They, they all just got, got like little shit that's different. Ta da! So somebody was like, somebody in my DMs like upset. Like I said, it's not. Tr- I said it's not garbage, but it's hype for sure. It they looks really nice. They were in your DMs. They were just like because they wanted me to like tell them how I felt. And I said, yeah, if you had high expectations, don't go see the movie. And I said, dang, me and my uh, me and my friend, me and my boyfriend, really excited about it. And I said, it's not trash, but it's like kind of hype for sure. It looks really nice and has good aesthetics, but the writing is eh. Is it entertaining at the bare minimum? Would you see it on a five dollar Tuesday? Because that's really what's. what's... I saw it for six dollars, and I wanted my (laughs) refund. Okay, Okay. for a dollar less. I feel like if I went to, I feel like if I saw the matinee in Lancaster, which is three seventy five, I would still want my three seventy five okay, back. This, this is my so bitch. Let me ask you this: If you could see this or I am number four, what would you watch? I am number four is just garbage. Okay. Like I said, it's not okay. garbage, so it's not but it's not bad. as deep as it thinks it is. I, I straight up said I should have seen Knives Out twice in a row because Knives Out only started five minutes after you Queen of Slim. You should have seen. God bless him. Yeah, Should have seen Ford versus Ferrari. It didn't start till two o'clock. 
Ah, man. So, <laughs> so, so what, what I'm gathering is it's a movie that bites off more than it can chew. You can't, thematically. You can't set up a bunch of... When it comes to writing, you can't set up a bunch of... You can't shoehorn in a bunch of themes after the fact. Mm-hmm. To kind of do what, not not what Dope did, but kind of how like Pharrell showed up on the screen and started talking about a lot of like shit that the movie wasn't really about, kind of like that, in that way. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? When they said Dope went from Good Kid, Massey to Dependent Butterfly, and it's great in the span of like two minutes. Yeah, I'm just sitting there. <laughs> we were all like, it was a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but that last part was just jarring as fuck. So it was like that kind of like. It was trying to be something that it wasn't and would have been better if it was just being what it was supposed to be. There's nothing wrong with having a very straightforward story. I like movies straightforward. Knives Out was a very straightforward story. Right. Very straightforward. The f- but are you, like It opens with you find you basically know that there's a rich old man. You see you walk in and you see his throat is slit. You come to find out that all these fam- like his whole family members, his kids, his grandchildren, they all meet together. They were celebrating his birthday, right? Yeah, celebrating his birthday. They had already like a week. A week later goes by. Um, a private investigator was hired, but he doesn't even know why he's hired to kind of figure out the crime. Oh, that's I said you got to watch the whole movie to get the whole thing of it. But very straightforward story. It goes from there to the end. I don't like when if you set up themes that should be deep that makes the movie deeper. You need to make sure your writing goes deeper as well. Right. You can't just like throw in themes out of nowhere at the very end. Right. So when we said at the very end, like they made like Queen and Slim like a symbol, but all you all you see is the footage of like you see the foot like when I say you see the footage of like the cop shooting Queen in the leg, mm-hmm. and he grabs the gun like he grabs a, he punches the cop, grabs the gun from him, and shoots the cop dead. That's like the whole footage. Because you see, I thought it was gonna be like like a Bonnie Clyde type movie, and they just happen to be black. I'm kind of disappointed that they try to do all the other stuff. Not, yeah, it's almost it's because it's like I saw an interview with um, what's his name, Daniel. No, the nigga that be playing everybody in the biopics. You know the nigga. He didn't play Jackie Robinson. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick. Okay. He he was talking about how him and Michael B. Jordan used to always talk about. Sometimes they see move sit they see some characters are just like just roles to choose versus the being like a clearly black movie or a black role mm-hmm. i can see kind of what they mean because it seems like everything i'm not even mad about the whole thing based around trauma i figured that's what it was going to be about like they they two people that would not give each other time of day they fall in love and become each other's like whole life over the span of six days yeah i was about to say because i remember you said it happened in six over the span days. of six days and after they killed a police officer. It was just very weird. This, this, this uh, I don't know. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to really attack Lena. Cause I know like people attack Lena for like a lot of little lot. shit. Mm-hmm. They've been getting on her ass for the past. Like since the whole thing with Jason Mitchell happened, they've been on her ass like crazy. So I was hoping this movie was going to be good. Cause the trailer made it look interesting. At least man, I knew I, I figured you told me, be. you told me when the trailer came out, you're like, bro, this is not going to be a good movie. And I was like, Oh, okay. I knew it wasn't going to be good. Cause that trailer, like it looked too, I told Sam it looked too good to be true. I didn't want it. I, knew, That's a good I figured point. it wasn't going to be good, but I didn't think it was going to be as <coughs> bad as it ended up being. Okay. Well, that was just one topic again. 
right. So. That took us 41 minutes. <laughs> so, well, I mean, y'all kept about movies week. about racism. Oh, no, 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 no. How do no, you feel no, about Harriet? No, it's fine. No, it's no how problem. How do you feel about Harriet? We didn't watch, watch Harriet. You didn't? Nigga, you no. think I spit my money on Why that? Why would I go Yo, see I'm, that? I'm, I'm, I'm like this close to seeing it. Just, no. just From what I've heard, it's, it's no. horrible. No, I know. Kind of like, like, I want to combat, like, people that think it's good. My aunt is so sold on the idea that, like, like, the storytelling of Harriet Tubman is more important than, like, than, like, the narrative around the movie. Mm. But it's, like, why would you create... Like, don't create a bad movie. Just because it's who the person is. Yeah. Like, I feel like at one like point... Like, who is this random black slave catcher that doesn't exist? And she's saved <laughs> by... Catcher Freeman. And she's saved... No, and, bro, she's His saved... His name is Bigger Long. <laughs> and she's... Bigger Long. His name long. is what? Bigger Long. <laughs> That's a really Catcher Freeman. <laughs> That's really where they pulled that shit and she from. Was, and she was saved by her white slave owner. Okay, I, Nigga, I that is literally that the premise of that episode of the Boondocks. <laughs> they, they said that she, they would. They said they wouldn't call it saved. Why are you checking? What? Put that away. They wouldn't call it saved. They would. Uh, it's just so that he wanted that to catch you. To be fair, that kind of it like isn't me. me. <laughs> is that the you have of? these exact clothes, just with a different baseball jersey. I don't have those. Let me see. I don't have any overalls. You tell me you ain't got overalls. <laughs> no, I really, I never Kel, got a pair of overalls. If anyone here had overalls, You've been to my it'd house. be you or Zach. It would be Sam. <laughs> Zach, do you have overalls? I want some. Okay. See? Fam, so why the fuck would I wear overalls? <laughs> why would Sam wear overalls? Hold up. Why would I? <laughs> I mean, Kel, that don't even look like some shit I Kel. would wear. You look like you wear some overalls to like a tailgate or some shit. Why? What? Who do you think I am? <laughs> God, God, are you calling me a coon right now? I am not. This nigga John. I am not. I am not. Mark Don't put words like, in my mouth. Markel gonna be looking stupid. <laughs> Clothes on Sunday. I'll, I'll, like, I'll never forget Markel. This is the, we went to a pool party. He said, I gotta bust out the J's for this one. We the said, right. We said, I, No, that wasn't the pool party. We that was the that, pool party. No, that, that was, was freshman year. No, no, no. No, 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 no freshman year is when you came as like, yo, I bought some J's. Hey, yo, let me see them. But when we was going to the party, because we didn't start partying until our sophomore year. You pull, you said, all right, let me go get the J's. He's like, all right, he's going to pull up the J's. It's going to be dope. No, because they're bust out the boxes, the flights. And I just sat down. But y'all like, had seen those before already, by the way. Yeah. But we thought she was going to pull out some other J's. You open the box. Like, I wouldn't mow my But also, didn't we shits. go to that? But no, wait, wait. Because I don't think that was then. Because we went to that pool no, party. No, it was the same night. It no, because we went to that, se- we went to that Kel, pool party. I and I was wearing, uh, it was the same night. Well, wait, what pool party are y'all talking about? No, the no, this is party. the capital The one at the cottages. Yeah. I went there in swim clothes first. Yeah, and then you see, because we noticed clearly people weren't wearing <laughs> swim outfits, and I felt like an asshole because I had on the same top as swim But Jake trunks. didn't go to that. And Chuck's. I was no. at your crib, though. That was me and you and Obs, I thought. Yeah, Jake yeah, was at the house. I was at the crib. He was Wait, you Fronte, went to the- He was a Fronte and Isaac. Oh, okay. So we come we back to the getting crew. High playing video games. We come back to the crew. This nigga said, "Let me bust up the Jays on him." We said, "Oh shit!" I feel like I didn't say those words. No, 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 no. You said the words because when you came in the box. Why you got George? Man, why in you the got box? flights? Period. Well, wait, I take care of all but why you got him in the box? Kel, 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 can I just ask you? You cut grass in them shits, Nikki. No, like, I, like, I wouldn't even cut my own grass in them shits. Like, what possessed you to be like? You know what? Let me bust out the flights on them. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me buy some flights. <laughs> let me see. I think I bought those and my Tims at the exact same time, or at least a week apart. I'm glad you chose the right one to pick as your style, because. Imagine if he was wearing flights right now. <laughs> Why is that? Zach has on Crocs? <laughs> this ain't about Zach. This is about you. What have we all been? We all been known Zach ain't fly, so that's a different conversation. He's, he's, <laughs> hey, look at his fit right now. He got on a jean jacket, on a DBZ shirt. 
<laughs> gray sweatshorts and Crocs. I don't know why the jean jacket took me out. <laughs> like the upper, the upper half is cold, but you got those shorts, but you also ain't got no leg hair, so it's weird. It's like when you do an interview over your <laughs> computer. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you do an interview on a computer. Like they got a webcam, so you just got the suit jacket on with the shirt and no, tie. You ever, you ever seen oh, them, you in your box? No, you ever see them niggas that be like anchors on the news, and they be they you see them get up from behind the desk. They ain't got no, they ain't got no pants on. They got the full suit. Up is that really? Here. Is that really what they do? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. really it. Because you don't see them, and right, they're right, up right. early in the morning, so it's easier to put on. Just or they have on like sweatpants or something, right. cargo <laughs> pants, yeah. some random shit. Like the niggas don't wear suits every day at at. 4.30 in the morning. Hell, hell yeah, no. that'd be mad uncomfortable, actually. So, Zach, do you go to class dressed like that? No. Oh, thank Absolutely. God. I was going to say. <laughs> I was asking a real question. I go to class wearing suits more than half the time. So, Why when you, you say suits? suits. No, no, when you say suits, do you mean like the hoodie Absolute blazer suits. combo? Absolute or suits. Oh, okay. Again, That's not. I'm not saying I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I am. Hey, so Zach, we're going to take another vacation, bro. Was, we, we were talking about that yesterday. Are we doing the brother husband's vacation or not? I mean, I'm down. Let's go to Miami. I'm not in the vest. The brother husband's vacation. Zach, don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't. Funny you should ask. So you don't listen to podcasts. Cool. He every fake friend. Y'all can all go to hedonism. Yo, brother husband's vacation to hedonism is a wild concept. That's exactly what is the most appropriate place. For y'all to go. Bro, you know T would not go for none of that shit. She said, brother husband vacation where? <laughs> She's like, brother husbands? <laughs> I don't like this idea already. Gotta find a chick, so who's gonna fuck with the brother husbands? Oh my god. I thought you found one. No, no, that wasn't his opening line. He was too pussy to put it. But yeah, no, we should definitely put a vacation together for next summer. You know the what bro- kind of vacation? You know what the brother Isaac? husband's theme song is? I don't know. I just need to get out of the Ain't state. Ain't no fun. Oh. That's how what he plays. You gonna hear it play? You gonna hear it play back? Hey. Hey. Trying to fuck with the brother husbands. So, what do we want to talk about next? You know we gotta the brother husbands opening to the sitcom. When I hear brother husbands, I think of that video of them uh, middle schoolers like humping the ottoman. Oh, I think about that all the time. <laughs> huh? You know, they you know, the five you. niggas in the tank tops, and they was like all humping oh, the ottoman. Dude. All I hear is saying, like dancing on the What? You never seen the video? No, what? <laughs> You never seen that? No, no, that came out before Vine. You know how oh, niggas no. used to grind yeah. on furniture back like, in 20, you know, 2008? Bro, was yeah, Rick, like pretty Ricky. There was a group of Ricky niggas that did it. You, you, you're just... I don't know. Wait, 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 which one is this? Has, why does he have a dumbbell? My name is Alan P. The darkest member in peer pressure. Peer pressure. Get ready. But me, what is this? I'm impatient. <laughs> so wait, Jake, you saw this, Yo, this but, Jake didn't, right here. but didn't want to watch something strange about the Johnsons? I didn't see this on purpose. <laughs> I was worried the whole video was worse. Alright, alright, alright. Yo, did y'all ever see that video that pops up on Facebook where it's like they was doing this shit in public? Yo, he was like, they're on the couch. <laughs> wait, what's happening? <laughs> the homie came in. <laughs> the homie came <laughs> in. <laughs> So this is the brother husband vibe. That's what y'all be doing. Uh, well, I'm now. 
That's why I'm glad I showed up to the podcast late. Yo, shut up, nigga. You think this is a pre production meeting? You know what's actually funny about this? Alright, Seth, that's good, that's good, that's good. Seth, just stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad I brought it up. <laughs> it gets so much work. Seth, is that Zay? What? What? Alright, cut it. Alright, cut it. That's Please. enough. First of all, the introductions are fucking hilarious. So here's what my question is. These niggas all got together and said... Let's make a video. Yeah, let's of, air hump some shit. Of us air humping furniture. <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny? Like, hey, you see that ottoman over there? <laughs> you know what's funny? I can that's, see, that's my bad. I, 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 can, see, I can see why that's high school bad. a chicks were looking at us weird and saying, yeah, we're like, yeah, about to kick it out our, our homie's crib. They're like, y'all about to do what? I can see why. Like, you look at us weird. Like, chicks always think we doing some super gay shit every time we're with the homies. I'm just chilling. We just really just be kicking it. They think we doing absolutely doing gay Dungeon shit. Sam playing 2K. Really but meanwhile, Sam, stop! Oh, the nigga! I'm gonna turn this video into a gift. It's already a gift, bro. Oh, yes! I'm gonna start doing this shit. I'm gonna start doing this with the homies. Yeah. How you pronounce it? Kill? I say Jay. What possessed him to make this damn video? Every day, brother away from God. Cowboys. Oh, and you just skip Thanksgiving recap? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was going to say the Cowboys got owned by the Bills. I felt like that kind of translated better. How was y'all's Thanksgiving, bro? It was good. I was drunk off my ass. I was saying, you know. Uh, played Cards Against Humanity. I watched the Cowboys lose and then went back to Nigga, I turned that game off. I was crying, laughing the whole time. I'm so dead. Jerry also was crying, but he, he wasn't, wasn't laughing. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what 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 is there to say about the Cowboys? Like, okay, so I'm gonna say this straight up. I've been telling niggas for at least four years that Jerry Jones should have been fired. I mean, everybody. Wait, no. wait, wait. How do you fire Jerry? Not Jerry. I mean, uh, Jason, Jason Garrett. Garrett. You know what I mean? So I do think but Jerry you know Jones I mean. should step down though. Because here's the thing, dog. He ain't doing that shit. We know he's not. So can I? So can I just go into like my extreme yeah, take? Yeah, but it's yeah. not an extreme take. No, I'm because people no, have been saying this for four no, years. No, here's no, here's my extreme take. Um, Cowboys fan base is no better than the Knicks fan base. I feel like That's, we give them we we put them on some we put them on such of a big of a pedestal to the point where Jerry Jones is gonna make his money regardless if we go three and thirteen or if we go to the Super Bowl. I just feel like that's me. Jerry knows the money he's making. He knows he can he knows he can control Jason Garrett. I feel like us as fans, we need to start us is like that since we're from Dallas. We're like we feel like us who are fans of them should at one point and they're kinda of doing it now to where they're not accepting bullshit no more. We've had Jason Garrett for ten years. We've won two playoff it's been games. Ten years? Nine. Mm-hmm. Nine and a half. He came I in halfway after Wade nine. Phillips. Holy shit! But he, we've had, we've had two playoff, like playoff victories. If Total? It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. If it was any, because remember we had the bye week that we had the bye week two years, we lost. 
those two, like our best seasons, we two of our best seasons. That's we lost it. We lost the. We lost the game after the bye week. If a child was born in 2011, he's never seen the Cowboys go past the second round of the playoffs. Ever. Jesus. Okay. We don't. I'm talking about like majority of seasons. We always said like they always called us the eight and eight crew. <laughs> the majority of seasons we was going. We was going eight and eight. This is the thing. There's though. no reason. You need some. That's straight. <laughs> I mean, I'll keep it though. What? The? Appreciate you, blood. All right. Um, oh, because I saw you go like this. This is the thing, though. It's this is more of a cultural and organizational issue than it is like a team thing. Like I think that no, the t- no, it's definitely a team thing because at one point you need we have how do you have all the talent, but you're six and six. No, that's what I'm saying. This like, should have been a season. That's this, what I'm saying. This, this should have been a clear season where you're at least at the very least twelve and four. I just what I'm saying. I don't feel like the the staff knows how to use what they have. No, uh, I know. They don't. Do res- they do don't. They don't respect. The staff knows what to do. Okay. Uh, Chris Richard knows what to do. Kellen Moore knows what to do on mm-hmm. offense. He's the offensive yeah. coordinator. He's like twenty three. Right. Mm-hmm. Jason Garrett don't know how to do nothing. All he but does clap. is collect money and cat clap. Right. He just be. Like, makes millions of dollars. Like, in his – bro, he got no balls, bro. Like, two weeks ago, before the Thanksgiving game, mm-hmm. he needs a touchdown and a field goal. I right? remember that. Why are you deciding to kick the field goal first? You – within the 20, even but, if you miss it, they got, like, 90 yards to go. Run that bitch. No, no. I would have run that bitch. No, bro. You know why? Because their offensive line is not as good as it used to be. It's not. And they're loading the box. So you got to trust Dak's arm, which is fine. But Dak ain't even trusting himself. Like, they right. skip that same game. I he had a chance pass. to run it in. And he was like, nah, let me lob that bitch. Bro, he threw a weird, like, slant side pass. And I said, bro, what the fuck is this? Oh, is that the one that landed, like, right in front of him? Yeah. Yeah, that shit. When he threw an incomplete pass with yeah. all his might. I got Jay Cutler vibes. I just think Garrett's too afraid to, to take him with the bro. I had PTSD. I was like, <gasps> Garrett is a pussy. I think he's it's too afraid, afraid to take risks. He's too afraid to take risks. It's been nine seasons. Like do nine something and a half different. Seasons. Clearly, the shit's not no working that long. Yeah, yeah he got a while. They picked him up. What, so they the, compared it to. They picked all him in the, the mid of '09. Yeah. They compared it to all the longest tenured coaches. So like the him and Carroll came in at the same time. Pete Carroll has multiple playoff wins and a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yep. And one Super Bowl loss. Belichick. Goat, and then <laughs> Sean Payton Super Bowl, and I forgot who else was on there. Mind you, off of talent alone, Cowboys have always had a lot of talent. Them niggas has never just been scrubs since we haven't been. They haven't been scrubs since what? Straight up 07? Talent wise, they've not been scrubs in a very yeah, long time. Yeah, they haven't been like a bad team. They just, just can't get wins. And it's like because even one thing that I, I saw that the Ravens were doing because it said it may be a hundred percent raining. When they when they, who are they playing the 49ers? They were practicing with like wet balls. Everybody knows. Everybody knows what's his name. The nigga that always kept breaking his back. Tony Romo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he could not play in the cold, but they never once thought, hmm. Maybe we should condition his body to, to at least to withstand the cold. the cold. How? But okay, so I get like playing with, practicing with. Wet but balls. At one point, but how do you condition someone to play in the cold? At least not a condition they to play in the cold, like, but to condition your body to withstand like, the cold. Do you just put them in a freezer and tell them to run in place? Like no, you can do ice vests. That sounds horrible. Because this nigga, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this. We have nigga, them at Chick Fil. We had them at Chick Fil. But I'm talking about when it's clearly you're playing the East Coast in mid December. It's 
at best 12 degrees. No, uh, th- but, and that, these, but and that's not true. Tony can play in cold. Because don't forget, it wasn't his fault they lost that game in Green Bay. It was Dez's. Which Talking about the catch? No, 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 no. That wasn't a catch. I'm not even just talking about that. That was not a catch. I'm not just talking about that. Like, I've seen games where he's just like. My man should have just went down and not tried to score a touchdown. And actually, I maybe. But I bring that up because they're in Green Bay. Maybe I'm putting it too hard on Tony. But I feel like just maybe as a whole, you should condition a team. Because at one point, when you're going up up north, these niggas, they've been in the cold for generations. 12 degrees to them, maybe like 45 to us. I wouldn't say that extreme. They call us some bitches down here. I mean, duh. People, like, we call them bitches up there when it's the summer. Nah, it'd be, it be humid as fuck, so I ain't mad at them. But like little shit like that, it's like you have to kind of condition yourself because you know your schedule's going to end and you're going to play, be playing a few games up north. Kind of at least get the edge <coughs> on to where you kind of understand. Or, you know, just one enough to be the number one seed so you don't have to. Oh, that too. <laughs> Look at the 49ers. Well, yeah, that's the obvious thing. Oh, of course, that's the obvious, but, <laughs> like, like, that, that, but like if you clearly you got three losses already and you're trying that to. That can still clinch you a number one seed. And you got to play your last three games in the cold. Be prepared you gotta, for the gotta, cold. You got to prepare for the cold if you already lost three games. I'm just point. saying, bro, like, I'm. that's not even like a. Well, because here's my thing. The NFL spends so much, like each team spends so much money conditioning their players for all sorts of things. There's a creative, it's not even very creative. There's a way to condition your players to be used to the cold. But so, but I'm just saying, I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong, but this is speculation that they don't do this. Well, they, I mean, they've when, been doing it, it's not working. You need to try something else. But, but what I'm saying is, I'm from a, from you're, a, you're criticizing him on something that we don't know if they've done or not. This is like, I understand Tony doesn't do well in cold. I right. understand that's, he's injury prone. That's, you can't really condition them to not be injury prone. I wasn't, well, well, I wasn't even, I wasn't even, like, even Wait, going as far as injury Jackie prone. Jackie Chan did it. I never said injury Shut prone. Up. Jackie Chan was punching sand and trees. Or even if it's injury prone, at least condition the backup. Like, okay, this thing's injury prone. Let's but, get you ready. But he can still hurt his back. All it takes is one hit. Like you see, like Von Miller on the other side of the ball. You talking about? I'm talking about. You talking about Tony, right? Yeah. I said if Tony's clearly injury prone, condition the backup to like. Dude, okay. you can condition the backup all you want, but if you got Von Miller coming from your blind side and he hits you one good time, you're gonna get hurt. But if Tony clearly one hit is like it's. it's, it's and curtains. plus, what do you think he does to get back onto the field? He conditions his back. He was old. It doesn't matter. At like, one point, it's like it's clockwork every single year. I'm I'm just saying, bro. Like that shit is to blame on Tony, not Jason Garrett, which is who we're oh, talking about here. That's why I said I'm not even talking about like Tony being injury prone. But I didn't even bring up injury prone at first because we we definitely know. Then I guess I'm just not understanding what you're trying to say. I guess you. Are. I'm really not because you, you brought up the injury prone. That's not what I was saying. But yeah. what you're saying doesn't make sense to me. I was saying clearly the way that the Cowboys have always played, they all they've never set themselves up to win games early on. So when you're coming up to games early on and you know your your later games are always played in the cold, why not condition your bodies to at least withstand the cold? But you're that's see, that's what I'm, that's not what I'm understanding because you're assuming that they don't. It's clear that these guys like tense up. I've Everyone seen, tenses up in the cold. Not, That's what the cold does. The, when I'm watching the Patriots, the Ravens, the Packers, them niggas, like, it's like, oh, shit, it's normal to us. That's what I'm talking about, condition yourselves because they clearly have the advantage over you. But how are they supposed to do that? Like, ice vests can only do so much when you're playing indoors in practice. Figure something out. That's what you're the coach for. 
I'm saying something the out. same way that players play with uh, oxygen deprivation masks when they know they're going to Denver because the altitude is significantly higher. It's like higher. a mile high. But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't. You shooting a lot of you shooting them a lot of bail, and it's I'm not like, trying to shoot them bail. It's just this particular point you're saying that Jason Garrett is a bad coach. I'm not understanding. No, I think I don't think Sam's. Well, he's a bad I coach. I think it's coming. I think, I think, he's, I think he's making a point about no, overall preparation. No, I agree. He's a bad coach. That overall preparation. It's not even attacking Jason Garrett. I'm attacking like the whole kind of the franchise as a whole. I think he's saying that after ten years, they should figure something out. That's kind of that's what I'm saying. But coaches make that decision. That's kind of that's kind of my point. But if you've been the coach for nine seasons and you haven't been able to figure out it's almost been clockwork it's been constant clockwork it's like okay i'm talking about to the point after three three games i'm like oh we're going eight and eight you just know at one point this is very the cowboys are like probably the most predictable franchise out of the nba i mean right. out of the nfl i'm thinking about lebron dropping 40 <laughs> you mean luca no nah, i'm talking about lebron luca Talking about the LeBron, I'm, I was thinking about the, finally about the. LeBron. I gotta take Luke, uh, Kendall's place. I was thinking about. Luka. I was thinking finally about the LeBron era. He's oh wait, you taking Kendall's place? Not with that. Say, Sam, Jack's taking Kendall's place. So go ahead and cue up his <laughs> cue up his theme song, please. Yo, I need ten minutes. I'll do what Kendall didn't, bro. Watch, pause. Are you going? <laughs> you gonna show him a whole? Yo, door? look, Kendall is the greatest twenty-year-old of all time, bro. Wait, I'm talking. All time. You see what he did last night against the Suns? 42, 9, and 11? Mans was balling out there, bro. And he was doing it all season. Don't let me get started on this whole month of November. Averaging 32 points. Averaging a whole triple-double in November, bro. And now look where the Mavs at. Top four in the West. In the West? Bro, like, we riding high, you know what I mean? riding all right. I'm done. See, Kendall, I know you're going to hear this. That's what you should have done. Like, take the joke in stride. Then they can Kendall quit on us. Oh, that sports show going to be something else. <laughs> hmm? Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jason Garrett mm-hmm. clearly should have been fired. Oh, absolutely. That's just my... T- I mean, and it's just the organization as a whole. When it's like you've been nine years... When it's <laughs> nine years and you only have two playoff wins, that's bad. Oh, and I... I I blame it on the coach because he has to make – this is what I blame Garrett for. Mm-hmm. Earlier I said he doesn't have balls. Mm-hmm. There have probably been a lot of times where, like, you know, it, a stat came out, Tony Romo was pretty clutch when you look at the stats of his fourth quarter. Oh, of course, he was very clutch in, in the fourth. But if you look at all the losses that they have as well because of that, it's because Garrett is a pussy. Oh, very. Like, there are certain downs where it's like, oh, I'm going to trust my defense when your defense hasn't done shit all game. So here's one thing I'm going to say. You guys remember the 2012, 20, the 2012 season leading into the 2013 Super Bowl? Yes. Mm-hmm. There is no reason in hell that the Washington Redskins should have had your playoff spot. There's no reason <laughs> that should have happened. That was the wild card spot, not even, not even the bye week spot. There's no re- all you needed was a 9-7 and seven to win. To get the spot, the Washington Redskins needed a ten and six. There is no reason in hell. I mean, I don't disagree. <laughs> I was watching the game. I said, "Bruh, for real? You letting this rookie who Isaac? Don't forget the Washington Redskins. They were three no, no, six. No, no, no. no. Uh, Redskins won the division that year. Did they win the division? Yeah, but they didn't get a bye week. But they still won the division that year. So technically, it's not a wild card spot. They're in the wild card round. That's it's what not I a meant. Wild card spot. That's what I meant. There's no reason that the team that has a bunch has 
their leading running back is a rookie and their leading quarterback is a rookie, they should be beating the Cowboys one. That should not have happened. They came back and did a seven game win streak from a three and six record. Mm-hmm. We thought they was gonna be like ass. They came back and did ten and six. That is beyond me. And you guys are a veteran team, veteran players. And that and honestly, Jake, you say it all the time. That catch was Dez's fault. He decided to beat he decided to do a bunch of extra shit. He just had to catch the ball, go down. That's what I'm saying. He the, wanted to gain an extra five yards. The rule said the whole process of going to the ground. Mm-hmm. And when he went to the ground, what happened? He didn't have the ball. Ball moved. Yeah. So look, I'll, I'll take all the heat from this. You're not <laughs> it's lying. It's Dez's fault. And I love Dez. I've been we've been said this. It's Dez's fault. I don't like care Dez, if Dez caught it. That's why you don't do, that's why you don't do a streak on fourth and one. Just catch the damn ball. Like, do a quick slant, go to the ground, call it a day. Y'all had the game one. Why are you trying to get? Why are you trying to catch Getch. the? <laughs> why are you trying to score a touchdown on a four and one? Like y'all were ahead. Y'all would have won if y'all got a first down, but no. You won this touchdown, greedy ass. The world call them ops. Anyway, are we move past? Yeah, we actually we do need to go to break really quick before we jump into already. Everything else. Yeah, it's been oh, an no. hour. Oh no, this is gonna be the perfect uh, segue to. It's gonna be a perfect segue. Okay, so we'll be back. I don't think Kendrick liked Sean either, and that's the problem. <laughs> like, I think Kendrick actually wanted to diss the fuck out of Big Sean. He was what he said. Say Candyman's name. <laughs> Y'all not about to sit up here and disrespect Big Sean like that. I mean, we are. <laughs> Sean is not the Sean is not the lyricist Kendrick is. Not the lyricist, but they perform. They mm. both perform well. Kendrick is essentially Lupe 2.0. Go back and listen to Holy <laughs> Key. That shit was even. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It wasn't Kendrick. Kendrick, Kendrick and Big off. Sean on Holy Key. That was a one to one. You think Kendrick snapped on the on the DJ Khaled track? That's his vibe. <laughs> go worth, go back that, and listen to worth, it. That's classic. That's worst that time. Was probably, that was Big Sean's best bars. Not know how long. That was that's, like Kendrick's. That's like, worst time to Sean. Sean no, wrote, no more interviews was hard. Sean wrote his heart out. <laughs> Kendrick was just there. Kendrick just Y'all said, niggas me, are biased though. No, I'm not. I like Big Sean. That's your favorite but, artist. I like Big Sean though. But Kendrick is your favorite artist. You don't honestly, think anybody could touch honestly, Kendrick? Honestly, to be fair, not as much as he used to be, first of all. Okay, so Jake's not biased. Well, how do you feel? Yeah, how do you feel? So. Y'all are like the TDE like, no, groupies. No, I'm not. No, Jake's not. As much as I like Big Sean's early work, meaning Detroit and before. Yeah. Um, yeah, nah. Kel. What you mean, yeah, nah? What is that? What so are those were the last mean? two albums just, just let me put it this way. Dark Sky Paradise is cool, but. No, I, Dark Sky Paradise I decided is cool. Yeah, I, I, decided I decided it was submit. I decided it was submit. I'll give y'all that. I heard that shit. Stick to the plan. I said, all right, Stick this is what this to is. The plan. Like, here's the Stick thing. Kendrick, the I was like, right. Kendrick made Big Sean rethink the control verse he wrote. And yeah. Kendrick just probably walked in the studio and left. I was about to say, like, ASAP Ferg said he did that after Busta got on uh, East. And that's but why no one talks about ASAP Ferg being good. So do you think he would have reconsidered if he didn't drop all those names? Like he he actually had hard bars. The no, bars just, itself was hard on control. Yeah. No matter what Kendrick, no Kendrick would have dropped, I feel like. And then the, then the extended flow at the end. He's not that he just stopped at the names. He kept going, and that's like top tier lyricism, too. Yeah, that Nick, came niggas love to just only bring up the like names. He went hard for that three whole, and a half minutes. That whole verses. That like he dollars. made his own song. How long was Big Sean rapping for? Like a minute. So if he had more time. 
Y'all He's not hoping. Bitch. Y'all gotta remember, Control didn't officially come out either. Why are you moving the goalposts? Saying that he <laughs> had more time, like nah. It's his record. Like if he wanted more time, he should just gave himself more time. Here's right. here's what happened. He heard Kendrick on so many, on how many drinks, and he said, uh, "This is gonna be some light work." Right. And then Kendrick came back with like a fucking record. That was hungry, Kendrick. It too. came to the point where even as as great of a lyricist as Jay Electronic is, mm. niggas turned Jay Lex shit off. That verse was so hard. It even had Drake like. It was Drake. Ru- it was ruining Drake. Was, it, it, ruined, was the same it ruined Drake's whole rollout. Had that nigga insecure, right? <laughs> Niggas that wasn't even in the record was like responding to this nigga. He right. had Joel Ortiz, Cassidy, Meek Mill, Joey Badass. Meek Mill's comeback was definitely amazing. Oh yeah, it made niggas step their game up. I don't think Sean's ever made a nigga go. You know what? I need to rap better. I don't think anybody does that when they hear a Sean record. Mm. I'm just saying. Name, really name a Sean record that you heard that made, that made you say, oh, hip-hop needs to do better. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That shit doesn't Have you asked exist. That about Drake? What, what? Have you asked that about Drake? My Take name, Care is still phenomenal. Name one Drake song that made hip-hop say, let's do better. Marvin Drum. Cameras. What? 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 Hip hop no. records? No. <laughs> no. 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 Now, Zach, you, Zach, you know I'm Drake's biggest critic. I mean so, music, not just hip hop with that, with Drake. Because Drake's not just a rapper. But we talking about like rapping. Drake is always like, he, when I'm talking about like, like rapping, he, mm-hmm. he's like the, he's the bare minimum. He's the true yeah. bare minimum of like rapping. Yeah. Right, so, Jake Cole song. There's a I'm going to say this too, songs. though. I've always been the one to say that a lot of people try to make J. Cole and Kendrick more even than what they really are. I feel like... I mean, you know, I still... Who's Kendrick's closest competitor when it comes to, like, pure rapping? I still say Cole. Pure rapping? No. I don't say Cole. Project to project? I mean... Probably Lupe Fiasco. Oh, oh, we mean bar for bar. Yeah, Lupe Fiasco. Like, I'm talking about about concept, content, and rapping. Uh, Ability? Yeah, no, Lupe Fiasco. Tetsio and Yip still blows my mind. No, I'm talking about, like, their sole project. That's why I say Lupe because Lupe has food and liquor. He has the cool. Like those are two classic Tetsu, albums. Tetsuya and Youth is also Kendrick, Kendrick's undisputed classic albums are Good Kid, Mad City, and To Butterfly. Recording? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So that's why it's just like I feel like because even I made my t- I made my top ten rappers list. Mm-hmm. At Kendrick and I had Lupe at seven. Lupe is like his biggest competitor, but Lupe at this point he's like so far at the end of his career mm-hmm. you're not noticing it. I'm talking about like making conscious for real mainstream. J. Cole is not a, not that conscious. He's very he really can rap and he's That's true. And he just talks about real shit. We talking about thinking on a conscious, conscious level. level. Okay, yeah, no, Lupe that's Kendrick. That's Kendrick and that's Lupe. Lupe. Yeah. Like J. Cole is good. J. Cole can really rap, but we talk about I was even reading this one article by Yo talking mm-hmm. about the difference between J. Cole and Kendrick. Mm-hmm. He said if he broke the ocean layers down in its tears. J. Cole is like the like the little surface top level right. to where you're getting some real shit, but you're getting to where it's easily digestible. Right. Kendrick well, is taking Kendrick is taking your mind to different places where you never thought a rapper could really go. This is an article? Yeah. Where? DJ Booth. Well, I heard people on DJ Booth talking about ocean levels. Because it's Yo. Yo's like a very critical thinker. That's why I like him as a writer. That's interesting. Like them niggas, like I wrote I actually submitted them like a big piece and them niggas said nah like they they picked out like little grammatical error, errors mm-hmm. like they're like very like super like depth they care about like your grammatical error, errors content they love the content but the grammatical errors wasn't there that's why i was putting it down on my own like blog content that nigga yo is like a different writer he's crazy 
How did we get to this Big Sean conversation? So yeah, uh, Big Sean is below Kendrick. I don't hate Big Easily. Sean. Well, that's objectively true. It's very true. Like, <laughs> it's not even true. a conversation. It's not no conversation there's except that, for him. There's that tier with Cole, Kendrick, and Drake, and then there's everybody else below them that's at this point. But that's really but what is it is. Sean yeah. even on the one in the tier below that? Sean is on the tier under Wale. <laughs> Sean is not worse okay. than Wale. Now, now you Absolutely cap, now you not. Cap. Sean is bad, Wale, but he's not that bad. He's not even bad. <laughs> he's just not as good as the people that I mean, came out in the class before him but or saw, after he's him. He's not consistent. No, but you, you know what it is, too? Sam, we just had this long-ass talk. No, we talked about We said... Well, we said Big Sean came Big Sean is 70% Drake. That's what Big, Big Sean, Sean is. came after the very innovative era which was okay. like the which is like the Wale, Drake and Kid Cudi and he came right before Kendrick, Big Crit and Cole. Yeah, he so got he's like right there looking really stuck. Bad. So it was like Kanye should have let him drop his album sooner honestly. So, he made so, it done so here's a tear. So it's like you're clearly you came up right after Wale, Kid Cudi, and Drake made it cool for sensitive rappers to come out. Mm-hmm. You're just there talking about whatever the fuck you're talking about. Then you have Drake, then you have Kendrick, you have J. Cole, you have Barmasters. Big Crit. Then you come up, you have the creative niggas too. On top of the Barmasters, you have Joey Badass as a Barmaster. You have Mac Miller who can give you bars and he's very creative. You got Childish Gambino. You Who's got the Tyler Cre- you got Tyler Creator. And another Barmaster, you got Joey Badass. You have a bunch of niggas coming out and Big Sean is just kind of there. Big Sean cannot rap as well as a, quite a few people and he's not more creative than a bunch of niggas. So he's really just there. Dang, bro. And then early, ch- <laughs> then early chance the rapper, come on now. Right. Big Sean is just kind of there. Even in Big Sean's prime, he was still going against Kendrick, J. Cole, Drake, Joey Badass, ASAP Rocky, Chance the Rapper, Childish Gambino, Mac Miller. Mac Miller. He has a bunch of niggas he's really going against. And them niggas, Penguin. He does not rap for the better. most part. He most is, of them niggas can rap. They he ass does not off. rap better than them. He's not more creative. So than maybe them. Big, Big Sean, Sean raps at least as good or better than ASAP Rocky. Okay, that's not saying. I said much. I'm also adding more credit. I, I, I feel like I could add. 20, I feel like I could say Big Sean raps at least is good or better. I'm talking. About, I'm, I'm talking like as a, as a creative too. We cannot. I cannot sit. Yeah. There, I cannot sit there and erase the movement that ASAP Rocky was in 2011 and 2013. I cannot. Er- and, I cannot and, erase. And that. I got to give Rocky that. My, Rocky's mad creative. Big we're, Sean's just a rapper. We're talking about the I don't same nigga. Explain so, it. Can, so, Kel, I know like you're a Big Sean fan too, but we can't erase the fact that ASAP Rocky's album dropped a whole month early and leaked. And he still went number one. Still I, had I'm not debating that either. Right. I'm not saying like, that he's not. We talking about like a big force. Yeah, I'm talking about he did better numbers than Hall of Fame. And this nigga shit dropped a whole month early. Right. His shit, like I'm talking about niggas still putting him in the top albums of the 2013 year. And to me, it came out in 2012 because it dropped in, the album leaked in 2012 December. Right. So. So it's right. like mixed with that. Like that ASAP Rocky was a big force. I cannot erase that. Even though he's whack now, mm-hmm. I can't erase what early ASAP I mean, Rocky yeah, was. Yeah, he was still great. I turned that shit off, bro. I said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so, we about to move on to our next topic. Um, so, yeah, that was a huge I got standard. something I'm going to usher it in with. I hate all dead niggas. That's why I put that out there. You said what? Any digger that died, I'm going to hate on them from here on out. I've been inspired. <laughs> Y'all got dead homies? Fuck them. Yep, yep, yep. Well, shit. I don't got a reason to lie. They gave me the key to the sky. But I'd rather open my eyes. You gotta let this rival, but this shit is hard as fuck. Something that sees in my mind. Sam, this is this is before, right before he dropped Slipper, this nigga was in his bag. When was he not in his bag? You're right. Wait, hold on, this fight is so hard. Now, now, don't get defensive. Time is a matter of seconds. One, two, yeah. I'll just see the wisdom, leave the picture. Me and Nick are evil. That's not sound like a Ferrante flow. I mean, we it talked sounds about like a this. Mac Miller flow that Ferrante tried to imitate. I don't feel like Ferrante raps like Mac Miller. 
I feel that like specific he, flow. I've always been that switch up okay. fisherman. Back on my shit again. Doing my that is dance. Frosty Rap on his no hands. I tell your vision like programs. Busy living. I always felt like Frosty Rap on his like I've heard a bunch of records where he used that flow and rap style. I heard, I heard that. Wrong with it, but I, kept I, him, heard, I, said, I guess no, I've heard that transition too. Like, like the wait, transition the to one, the rap. Two, yeah. yeah, he does it. That's it's dope. No cap, but. It's so hard. First of all, because I'm, I'm before we even get into it, right? I just gotta let this ride out. Okay. Oh man, I put it out. I, you know, I had an album. It sounded just like this, but then I dropped this. Like, I, was, I didn't want to put it out. Yeah, it sounded exactly like this. I probably would have got a Grammy or something, but you know. Then Mac dropped this. So. But it's fuck the Grammys, right? Yeah, fuck the Grammys, though. You know. Even though Mac never got nominated until after he died, but. It is And you know what's crazy? I even like sent Mac Miller the link to my mixtape that was gonna be. That's kind of just like this. So you know he probably heard it. This nigga's so great. I wish I got more songs with Kendrick and Mac Miller because they're two of my favorite artists. Like, I feel like the niggas could have made So great before we get into this, um, I've been meaning to see y'all this playlist for a minute. Mm -hmm. I had this like. I've been making like set list playlists mm -hmm. for a minute and I had a I had like a perfect set list that I thought would have like embodied Mac. Right. Outside of cause it's on Spotify, so I can't put like mixtapes on it. Mm -hmm. Right. Twenty records of like songs that I would love to see Mac perform live mm -hmm. if I got to see him live. Right. I might send that to you because it has like a perfect flow and transition. I definitely will listen to that. Like it has a good balance between Macadelic. Mm -hmm. I think I went less on um swimming. But okay. yeah. Cause I couldn't. I was also like balancing like what his actual set list looked like, mm -hmm. and figuring in shit that I actually liked more than other shit. Right. We never got to see what a set list from Swimming would look Damn. like. So Mac has a lot of good. It's songs like so the only me. shit from that era is like what's the use, and what's the use programs and conversations part one. That's fair. But. So you know, first first thing I want to say is the sad the sad part about this is that's a Gold Link that project is great. I'm not about the cap. I love that Golden album, but oh, I love it too. I can't see where he thinks it sounds anything like the Divine Feminine. I feel like if you take like a thing where like a bare minimum mm -hmm. to the point where it's um, who like it's like comparing two rappers that really aren't alike, but they just found like one common theme. It's like yeah, oh, they, right. They the same nigga. It's like they're both talking about love. That's such a common theme in music that it it kind of throws me off that. Link like how it. narcissistic do you have to be to think like yeah I wrote an album mm. about love and showed this to somebody so if, if and he, then he immediately like he he dropped it and, so, like, and that's the love. and that's so, the thing like the album itself is you, really good he was, already, just, he was already like really he was going if you paid attention to a lot of Mac Miller's themes in his albums he talks about like regret he talks about love a lot mm -hmm. yeah it was about time he's finally going to make a love album he just happened to be Ariana Grande too right so if you don't know here's what Gold Link said Mac Miller. I'd be lying if I said I was surprised to hear that you died on us. First of all, can we break this down as we go? First of all, so hold, on, hold on, I gotta get in the right attire for this. Oh God! Yes, Jake, sir. You're wearing uh, it wait. under the. Okay. <laughs> we should make that a drop so we can have it even when Kendall's not here. You know what? We write that down. We're doing that. Uh, gotta get Toxic Jake in here because uh, Jake got on the full black wife beater. 
tank top. It's a t- <laughs> it's a wife beater. Muscle T. There's anyway, a difference. Anyway, it's a tank Seth, top. Seth. Is there not a clear difference between a tank top, a wife beater, and a muscle T? We don't use the tank word top, wife beater. Yes. Tank top and wife beater, yes. But what was the third one? Muscle T. Like clearly a workout shirt. Yeah, there's definitely a difference. So that's anyway, a wife beater. That's a tank <laughs> Don't top. Point <laughs> don't point at me and say wait, that. Wait. He's a wife beater. You're right. <laughs> hey, y'all made me. I don't hit women. Of course you don't hit women, but it's like stereotypically folks that just. Yeah, only, of he, course he doesn't but hit if he, if women. He, if, yeah. if you see a nigga going to the store. Feminous. If you see a nigga going to the store with that on, he clearly like hits his girlfriend because he doesn't care about life. Has a brown paper bag. Sam, he got, he got him with your favorite player at forward right there. Mello. Anyway. He's using so, your favorite version. So, Sam, could you be so kind to restart? The gold link post. Mac Miller. I'm doing the space because he like put a big indent before. Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. Mac Miller. Mm. I'd be lying if I said I was surprised to hear that you died on us. First of all. Fuck you. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that, first, first of, of all. all. How, how are you going to open up with disrespect like That's that? where you instantly lose everybody. Is that first <laughs> Not because you were necessarily troubled, but because you were special. And because of that, you were troubled. <laughs> So, hold no, on, wait, hold on, on. that's bars, on. that's bars, hold on now. Not because you what? were troubled, but because what? You were special. You were troubled. But because you're special, and because of that, you were troubled. So, if you're special, you're automatically troubled. At your peak, you were the archetypal, archetypal rapper all of us wanted to be, which was independent. That makes literally... So, wait, Remember, wait. Mac Miller owns his masters. No, I know, I know that. I know, but like... <laughs> I don't know if that makes you the type of rapper everyone wants to be. Okay, let me get through this. This whole thing is long. Let me get through this whole thing first, and then we're going to chew this nigga alive. But also, just the kid with really bright eyes about life. I'll keep it short because I want to continue our conversation for when it's time to go, for when it's my time to go. But I think. think, You're going to the same place Mac did? Jay. I love Charles. (laughs) (laughs) Break your stupid ass song. I love Charles. If I see him in the gate, I'm going to have some for him. I'll keep the, but I think what made you made you and I special is that we weren't always on the best terms, so I didn't always have the great have great things to say about you. So when we were on the Good AM tour, I played my album, and after that we didn't talk, and you thought it was absolutely incredible. I released it under Selection label, and the single from my album was Unique Feature Anderson Pat, which is a fire record, and that was your favorite. That was your favorite song at the time. Mine too. You loved it so much, so much. That you made the entire tour party listen to it and surprised me with a cake after my set. I always thought you drove yourself insane about your own music. So much that you would adopt styles as homage to those around you that you loved. That's where our problem started. Biting niggas shit. Divine Feminine was an actual blueprint of And After That We Didn't Talk. Your single was called Dang, featuring Anderson Pack. Quick insert, Dama Genesis also had a record featuring Anderson Pack that kind of sounded like Dang. But that's besides and the, the song point. was also good. You had selection support you on the Divine Feminine tour when I tried to contact you about anything at all. You never hit me. A close mutual friend ended up just hit, ended up just hitting my DJ saying, "Listen, man, we love Link, but we just had to do what we had to do." And Max said, "If he needs a ver- if he needs a verse at any time, he got him. We're family. You could always call me." Afterwards, we seen each other at Coachella, and you put your head down like an innocent child. But I told you to pick it up, and I hugged you like the brother you are to me. You were the first person brave enough to say openly, he's dope. And gave me a platform. That meant more to me than anything else. 
three days before you died, I remember pulling up, pulling up on you at the crib, walking in the house and seeing the Divine Feminine plaque on the wall. I was so proud of you and what you created. I'm forever grateful of that. So I have a few things to say real quick before we get into it. For Wait, real. Yeah, Jake, before you, before you get into it. I have a question. I've, Y'all I've, pronounce Divine Feminine as Divine Feminine? Because I always say Divine Feminine just because it rhymes. I'm just curious. So I'm, I, know, <laughs> I, know I know that's not how you pronounce it, I'm but I'm pretty sure to, that I'm was his intention. I'm trying to get some real shit, so um, I have a few things to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. This may be one of the most narcissistic things I ever heard. It's like, how are, you, how are you shitting on a nigga and bigging him up at the same time to feel like, and even if you felt slighted, you one, you wait a year, oh, two, what? this is literally probably the nicest guy in music who no one has ever had anything bad to say about him. Even his ex-girlfriends never said anything bad about this man. True. They always big that man up to the point where he didn't die because he wanted to commit suicide. He died because he got bad cut drugs. Also, you talking about somebody who's always put on new artists and new acts. He gave Constantly. you that platform. My memory, the space migration tour, he had Vince Staples, Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. on the Internet. Mm-hmm. On the Good AM tour, he had Michael Christmas, Earth Gang, Tory Lanez, and Gold Link. And he was going to put Jid on the swimming tour mm-hmm. before he happened to pass away. Mm-hmm. So someone who's always bigging up artists. Oh, the singer that's on his label, um, Remember Music? Yeah, she co-wrote Seven Rings. She's not Grammy nominated right now. Right. Mm-hmm. DJ Clockwork owns his masters. He has, the, he has all the rights to Mac Miller's music, anything unreleased. If we were to get it, that goes through him. Right. Somebody who everybody currently, who always loved and adored, niggas thanked him for opening that door for him. Being the tether for so many people that enjoyed music. I start to always question and wonder myself, if we never saw Earth Gang on the Good AM tour, would him, would them and Jid have been signed to Dreamville? I don't think so, Because how, how I heard about Earth Gang, Jake showed me, oh yeah, Mac Miller did a song with these niggas called Earth Gang. I didn't... And I didn't, you didn't say niggas, obviously, but I didn't, <laughs> but and, and, and I clearly didn't like the E, I didn't like that EP that much, but I was, I saw the vision. But they I knew could, who they were. They could rap. Yeah, like I knew, thing. I knew of Earth Gang because they did a record of Mac. Mm-hmm. Earth Gangs opened the door. When I saw Earth Gang, kind of, I saw the name Jit a lot. Mm-hmm. Following time, I told Isaac Timeline, I said, they, they did that tour of Mac. Earth Gang did the hook for J. Cole for the DJ Khaled album. Jed got signed right after. Right. Earth Gang got signed to Dreamville right after that. Yomza doing even, Seven Rings. He even That's a big Kendrick look too back then. Oh no, T, he, he put School, T Schoolboy Q said that he said if you if you see niggas kicking it with us, it's because you know they that dope. We don't just right. kick it with square. We don't kick it with nobody that's just average. Right. Making the big creative jump. I was happy to see the Twitter page hip hop by the numbers. He did his top ten albums of the decade. He put watching movies at the at number six. Yeah. I say watching movies is like his magnum opus. That's an album that you can always go back to. And you want to hear, like, if I want to show somebody who Mac Miller is as an artist, I go to watching movies. I can, I completely understand that. To do this is very like narcissistic asshole ish to the point where it's what was the purpose of it? It comes off like you're just wanting attention. What is this whole purpose? I don't get it. This shit sounds petty as fuck. Right. It sounds, it's very disrespectful because the Divine Feminine came out three years ago. Right. Fam, I was 19 when and after that we didn't talk came out. 
that came, that came out in 2015. That's what, yeah, that's what I was it's trying to so, figure out. It's so old, and he never said shit, and it's the point where it's just like, why are you bringing this up now? Yeah, like this is mm-hmm. three projects. Like, what ago what now. purpose is it serving? He's dropped Max two. Max been dead a year and a half. Right, and he's dropped two albums since which then. Which is why I'm confused. He brought it up now. Like that's the problem because he had plenty of time to say this before, when he was still here. So, mm-hmm. and then even that, it's not even just that. It's the fact that he waited a year after that is also weird to me. Like, I don't like. I was telling Jalen the other day, like this is something you should have kept. In your journal. Oh my bad. Tory Lanez is also on the Good AM tour. Yeah. That opened the big that ended up leading up to Tory getting the bigger door open for Say It, which led him to getting bigger. I I picked I picked up Tory around 2015 around that time as well too. Right. Did y'all see uh, his response after he got so much backlash? No. I did. <laughs> oh, uh, the video. I sent y'all the video. Yeah, I've seen Actually, the video. Let me play it for y'all. Yeah. Since I already got my shit hooked up. Right. And it sucks because Gold Link is really talented. Like I wish I still you'd say, be a Gold Link's person. probably one of the most talented artists right now. That we don't like hear about often. Yeah, He's, I agree. I loved his album. I felt like his album was probably one of the best albums that came out this year. I also agree. I love and after that we didn't talk. I love a lot of projects. From I love God Complex. <coughs> oh, God Complex is hard. I was listening to that. I remember when and after that we didn't talk came out. That's when I first really started listening to Gold Link because you know Zay used to all the time. Yeah, me and I Zay did. was big on like Gold um, Link. That album. And after that, we didn't talk. I played okay, that. Let me tell y'all something. Great Mac project. Miller is one of my best friends in the whole fucking world. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all the only niggas that's gonna get this content. I don't give a fuck where it go from this point. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. You say that Mac Miller is my best friend in the industry. That's one of my best fucking friends till this day. Let me tell y'all something. Without Mac Miller, there would be no Gold Link. He was the first nigga. I'm gonna tell you two niggas, two niggas that helped me out. The first nigga that ever even looked my way was Pusha T. The second person was Wale, and the third person was Mac, Mac motherfucking Miller. Okay. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. I'm gonna tell y'all something. I'm gonna be the sacrifice for everybody in this fucking shit right now. You say whatever the fuck you want, whatever the fuck, how you want it, and you say it however the fuck you want. You don't have to explain yourself to no motherfucking body. You can't talk about niggas you don't know. So we ain't worried about niggas we don't know. It's very simple. If you feel like you would, if you, let me tell you something. The whole post that I made about Mac Miller was about love and that niggas, niggas can actually be brothers. It wasn't about stealing. I never used the word copy. I never used the word steal. The thing is, Mac Miller wrote all of Divine Feminine. That was a great album. The fact the fact that he made a nigga a cake was one of the most heartwarming shits when you're a young nigga in the game. What rapper makes other rappers cakes? That's the cutest shit. That's some cute boyfriend-girlfriend shit we was on. Let me tell y'all something. This is me talking real shit. That's one of the realest niggas I ever met. 
I look back to times when um when they did the send off party for Mac Miller mm-hmm. and when Chevy Woods came on stage and did what's the name of the joint? It's not Chasing Paper, that's the name of the currency record. Paper Route. Yeah. And like kinda of shed a tear in my eye and I was just like, This guy will he was so like everybody I've never heard nobody say bad shit about him. Right. What was the point of this whole thing? Wait, what was the point of the post so, or what was the point of the cleanup? So what was the point of the post and like the cleanup? It's just like if he wrote the whole thing, the only thing that and as much as I love as much as I, lo- I love the Divine Feminine, it's not even my like go to Mac projects. It's actually my least favorite Mac Miller project. Oh, for sure. Not counting mixtapes, it's my I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, not counting. Not counting mixtapes is my least favorite Mac project. It's not bad. And the Mac's a great artist, but it's still like, you know, something has to be at the bottom. But I'm looking Gold Links and after that we we didn't talk maybe my go to Gold Link album. It's that diaspora and then God the guy com- the guy complex and then that last one. Uh, what was the name crew of was it? on. At what cost? Yeah, at what cost? Kel, why did you make that face? Um, wait about the divine feminine. Well, about the after that we didn't talk. I, uh, I think he was reacting no. to something else. Oh, okay, okay. And okay. also, I am surprised that the divine feminine is at at the bottom of y'all's Mac list. But you have to, but you have but you have to remember also on top of that too. I'm counting projects that he's now officially streaming. Mm-hmm. That includes Best Day Ever. That includes Macadelic. Oh, gotcha. Watching movies to sound off. Good AM. The divine feminine and swimming. Right. Is Blue Slide Park not? Streaming? Oh, Blue Slide Park's on streaming. Okay, then actually I put that before the slide part. Uh, I have to, I have you got to go back in here. I heard what that age Maybe because Blue Slide Park is actually did, at the bottom. Did it age better? I went back. Oh, my. Okay, Dog. so I have I have this theory, right? Mm-hmm. Here's my theory. In every Mac project, mm-hmm. the second song could have always been. The second song has always been better than the intro. That's yeah. true. So I went back and heard um, Blue Slide Park. This nigga kind of ate Blue Slide Park. I'm not gonna lie. He kind of ate that <laughs> album. We was just we just what young. I don't know what it was. We just I, I think we may have been just bugging. Well, because like it was definitely a little more poppy, a little more like commercial than what. But we were from used English to from Lane, that. Blue Slide Park, Party on Fifth Ave, PA Nights, Frick Park Market, Small Back, Under the Weather, Of the Soul. Of oh, the Soul is hard. My so. team up all night, loitering, hole in my pocket, diamonds of gold, Miss Calls, story. Man Ms. in the Hat, a- and then one last thing. This is a very solid album. Yeah. Um, we were just overly critical back yeah. then with a lot of projects. I went back and I heard this record. Blue Slide Park. It's Blue Slide Park, man. Uh, it's fucking Blue Slide Park. Hey, I got these Ray-Ban shades. Kind of look like something landing with rock. It seems like now I got a couple bags whenever I shop. Louis shoes, polo socks, some name brand dumb shit. Bro, this nigga was so cool, man, man, But I'm still blowing thousands on it. No clue what I'm calling my album. I feel bad for people that didn't grow up listening to Mac Miller like us. Man, because not just like I remember showing them to y'all. Mm-hmm. I think Justin put me on uh, Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. He just happened to drop the single for Donald Trump, right? And I found the Easy Mac cover and I sent it to y'all. This y'all was like, bro, y'all's clowns like, who is this dude? Who's like? Right. I said, yeah, that's Mac Miller. That's him. And way back. Fuck though. I that was one of the first rappers I, I really some, got into. Actually. I sent y'all some records, and y'all was like, "No, nah, this nigga hard." Right. <laughs> I started listening yeah. to him consistently. Um, I got a theory on why he did it. Yeah. What's up? Um, Getting so, the Jake's theories. <laughs> it's a dangerous place. Um, 
So I know he said in his response that he never used the words copy or steal, but it's what you insinuate within your post. That's kind of... That's exactly what you said, first of all. Right. Second. Like, niggas don't have the power of induction. Come on. I feel like he made this post, Mm -hmm. and I think it was crucial that he did it over a year after he died. Yeah. Because I feel like he thought with everyone's grieving process for it, they Mm -hmm. quote-unquote moved on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he could get this shit off. And not only that... Who's going to tell him otherwise? Like, Mac can't respond for himself, clearly. That's the problem. Do you and feel like this kind of coincides with the fact that he did this Grammys post, like, not even a full That's what, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think maybe Link has something coming out, which is this is not the way to do that. And I think album. he's rebranding himself. You do? Because you even... Gold Link was probably he's, one He of, had the audacity to say... He had the audacity to make the assumption that he's going to be a martyr for the cause. He should have said, I'll be the sacrificial lamb. Like, fuck you. Do you know how much work has to go in to be a sacrificial lamb? What's he being a sacrificial lamb for? And it's sad because uh, saying whatever you want. As far as the mid-2000s go. You think you're the first rapper in the industry to say, fuck the Grammys? I don't care. No, to be like, I'll say whatever the fuck I want. Come on now. And my thing, too, is just like, it's sad because when I think of like, Rappers that stood out as far as what their sound was, what kind of shit they were doing. Yeah. When you hear the God Complex, there was no nigga in 2014 that sounded like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 for sure. When I'm hearing the God Complex, I'm hearing the originality that comes with like hearing Kid Cudi. You've right. never heard a nigga that sounded like him. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just like all this bullshit is so unnecessary. It's, for that's what's like because he's fucking talented. Nigga, you're signed to RCA. Be mad at RCA that your shit's not popping. Like when Ari went on that whole rant time and she joined the army. (laughs) Be mad at Interscope and Dreamville that your shit didn't pop. Right. I put when I'm talking about everybody that you show Ari Linux to loves her. Right. I showed my mom like four records. She said, "Oh, she's really dope." It's your label not doing their job. Like Link, Gold Link doesn't need to do anything. Gold Link's team needs to do better. But also, I I think Gold Link needs to understand like the lane of an artist that he's in. Oh, for sure. Like. Like he's definitely talented, but let's mm-hmm. remember it took it took Outcast a hot minute to become Outcast didn't become top tier worldly until Stank on you. How, how old is Link? Gold Link is twenty something. Gold Link, I want to believe, is twenty five. Okay, so he's I, not I was even about to say twenty seven. I think that's what I was gonna say. No, Gold Link was born in ninety four, from my memory. Okay. He's about twenty five. That's like, nothing. And like, how many projects? And is he? What was this official album? Official for? official albums. Well, technically, and after that, we didn't talk. Was considered a mixtape. His first album is at what cost? Oh, really? He's twenty six. Uh, he's born ninety three. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I didn't know that. Actually. And after yeah, they if you go on Wikipedia, they consider it. And after that, we didn't talk a mixtape. Okay. It was like a commercial mixtape. Well, I think what happened to Link is that at what and, cost just was mediocre as a project. Oh, for in sure. My opinion. And that's because when we heard he it, lost. we just like we just eh, like, that's where he lost his momentum. Because and I felt I feel like we're a lot where it really fucked up was the fact that. He released Crew in December of 2016. Mm-hmm. It didn't really start taking off till March. His album came out in April. Mm-hmm. So by the time his album comes out, who was the hip? Who was the R&B nigga? Brent Fires. Yeah. Shout out to him, man. He, he made that song. <laughs> to be honest. Him, He's been thinking no, that was Gold no, Link forever. No, nigga, that was like that was like the biggest like tru- the perfect trio between Gold Link on the first verse, mm-hmm. Brent Fires on the hook, mm-hmm. and then Shy Glizzy on the second. On the, yeah. Yeah. Gucci Mane on the remix. Gucci Mane did not kill that remix. I don't care what nobody says. What? The only, I love the Gucci Mane. The only good, the only good part about the Gucci Mane remix is that you get to hear Gold Link. I mean, you get to hear um, Brent Fires' hook. Oh, yeah. For a third time, <laughs> that's the only good part about Gucci Mane. You can hear his hook three times. Yeah, Just that they mathematically extended the that song. That Brent Fires hook is fire. And to me, it's when so when by the so the song was getting bigger, there was no single on at what cost that could have compete that was able to compete with. 
crew. I don't think they expect the crew to get that big. Well, it's going to be the joint from with Jasmine Sullivan where he kind of bit Smino's lyrics. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be that. Not the Steve Lacey joint. Not the joint, not Pray Every Day. Mm. Was going to be the Wale joint? Was going to be the Maya joint? No, no song. You need if your song blows up bigger than it should, you need at least one more single to combat it. True. So when I look, perfect example, Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. I feel like swing pools went bigger than anybody thought because right. everyone misunderstood the lyrics. Oh, for exactly. sure. Exactly. But, but what else? What you else? That was crazy. But, That's really why that track got so big. Nobody understood what the song was about. Yeah. But wow. When you look at this, what other songs were on Good Kid, Mad City that were? Like hits, you also go to "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe." I was gonna say, "Don't Kill My Vibe." You Bad go, City. you go to "Poetic Justice." I'm talking about just singles. Oh, singles? You got, oh, so you got, justice. you got yeah. "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe." You got "Poetic Justice." Mm-hmm. You got the B sides, which is "Backseat Freestyle," mm-hmm. "Money Trees." Then you got "Mad City." Money Trees is an amazing. And don't forget, the recipe was also a pre-single too. He had a bunch of singles that you can go to to still really promote. Right. After swim pools really took off. Right. By the time Christmas was hitting, well, this time seven years. Shit! Oh my God, they just yeah, hit me. We're old. Seven years ago. Seven years. Oh ago. my god! Was that our sophomore year of high school? Juniors. We're, I just turned when um the sing when the single was when yeah we were a bit, when, we po- were, when Poetic Justice was really hitting. I just turned seventeen. Right, because we dropped. They we used to have to ride the bus from yeah campus to yeah, you so so I'm well to school. Our school, my school is like five minutes away. And no, so, we used to have to catch the bus to get to Cedar Valley before that we too. had cars. So that was like twenty something minutes away yeah. from. So that was definitely. So I'm I'm seeing Christmas lights with like my family and I'm he, I'm on the radio, hearing poetic justice. I'm like, this is crazy. This is my favorite rapper who wasn't doing shit last year. Right. <laughs> and now everybody knows his name. That was an insane. I'm talking dude. about like even that nigga Edward. He said, "Y'all been hearing that nigga Kendrick's name." He said, "I'm seeing videos. He's doing he's doing CD signings. Right. He walks outside and people just applauding him for like ten minutes." It was kind of crazy for him because like. You didn't even like people didn't see it coming. Like we had been listening to him for a while. I don't. I can honestly tell you for a fact, I did not see this coming. I didn't think it was gonna get that big that fast either. I didn't think I knew a good. I was excited for the album because I love the artist, but I didn't think it was gonna blow up the way it did. When Metacritic came out and had it ninety one, I'm gonna try to get into since we're only gonna be talking about Christmas shit for the final episode of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to get into some shit like my favorite shit that happened musically in the decade. Mm-hmm. I think Good Kid Mass may happen at be number one because I don't think any moment that Kendrick ever did mm. as, been as, as way better to Butterfly is than Good, than good Kid. Mm-hmm. The moment of Good Kid is like unbeatable. Yeah, where I'm looking up, he's having a Metacritic, Metacritic score of 91. The only other person's album that's rivaling him that year is Frank Ocean's. Right. He's instant, instant classic album. Niggas talking about is this the best debut since Nas is Illmatic? It's like a lot of shit going on. Like right. I couldn't handle that as a fan. No, me neither. I was extremely excited. And I don't know as far as talent. Bring this back to Goldlink. I feel like Goldlink feels like maybe he should have that kind of reception. notoriety, reception, notoriety too. Because talent wise, he's up there with like Mac. He's up there with me talent wise. Mac Miller, J Cole, Joy Badass, no, Tyler Creator. I, I agree. Like Tyler even says, I'm only working with people that I feel like are dope and talented. Right. This nigga brought Goldlink on tour. And that's what sucks about it. Like, I, I was hoping, not hoping, but it sucks that Goldlink is having to be one of these kind of artists. Like, that he needs to do stuff like this to get attention. And that's what this well, that's is. That's the thing he doesn't need to, though. He needs to understand what lane he's what I lane agree. He's I agree. And if I, he would just, like, he should understand that he's doing very well for, like, the kind of artist that he is. He is. Mm-hmm. And I think his last project was good. It was a good course correct for sure. And if he just respected that fact, like he would have been fine. Yeah. I don't know, man. But I don't really have much to say about this outside of that. Like he just shouldn't have said what he said, or if he felt that way, he should have talked to Mac a long time ago, and he never should have put it on the internet. Get a diary. Oh yeah. 
And that's what somebody said. They said the fact that a lot of people use social media is like journal entries and diaries. A lot of people who probably have not heard of Goat Link mm-hmm. are going to forever tie him to this moment. And it's sad mm-hmm. that niggas trying to. I'm not going to lie. Goat Link slid on that crew beat. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah. He slid on that shit. Play his verse. Because I listen. Because that may be <coughs> off of rapping. That's my favorite verse. Right. With a sick ass mouth and a slick ass flow. Got your bitch around me, nigga, and I'm playing when I'm coming for the kitty. Got my full goddamn. Do it for my niggas in the ghost right there. Do it for my niggas in the ghost right now. Niggas got killed for the boy, living dreams in the hills, and they watching for the boy right now. Goddamn, what a time, what a year. We are what them young boys feel. I kill, never be killed. That's real, no lie. You can tell it from my peers right now. Don't you wanna fuck me now? Don't you wanna love me down? Girl, you can't tie me down like Ray J said, but no, I'm down. Trick it, nigga, show me something. Shake it like you owe me something. Put your on a pussy like a button. Came for a time, fit time, deep Still getting ready in a function. Bitches on my dick like it's nothing. Everywhere I go now, always got shit bumping, jumping, jumping, jumping. Hey, nice to meet. Hey, who you be? Yeah. It was a good verse. Go Link Slit, though. It was Go, like perf- he can, honestly, can rap. Like, that was a big that was a bigger look to Brent Fires because I never heard who Brent Fires was until I heard that record. Right. That made me look up his music. It was just a big thing for the DMV. He had a overall. lot of interesting uh, features on that project, actually. That, it was like some it was some DMV shit. Yeah, some that of was those, some of the singers on there, even the yeah. artist that he did the artwork for, it was mm-hmm. a DMV artist. He wanted ah, to be some DMV okay. shit. Okay, that's why he had Shy Glizzy on it. That's why he had Wale highlighted on it. Mm-hmm. Brent Fires is from DMV. He wanted to make. I wonder it if those cool. other singers he had on there were from DMV. Maya, maybe. There was those other. Ah, I forgot There's Maya, Jasmine there. Sullivan, but I'm not gonna get too deep into it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so me and Jake saw the Irishman. Yes, sir. I know. I was talking to Jake, and the way he would like word shit, I was like, "So you?" I said, "So you really enjoy it?" But Martin Scorsese is like top is like top one, arguably dead or alive. Uh, arguably. I say he's number one in I, my opinion. So it's the Irishman. Between him and Nolan, in my eyes. Him, Nolan, I got him. Yeah, it's the we nah, just. Nah, my dude, Nolan from down the street. Well, just <laughs> that's an interesting uh, another. That's an interesting another person to put in the same way. Like, no, Nolan is phenomenal. No bad project. No bad film. Period. Ever. I got Alfred Hitchcock up there in the conversation. I got Stanley Kubrick in the conversation. Oh, I, I've been alive. Yeah, I was gonna say that's I said, what, de- I, I said dead or alive. Yeah, that's why oh, I was. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was Wait, like wondering. Like, no, Kubrick died in 1999. Okay, then I'll say alive. Like I got. Like, but Martin Scorsese has always been the conversation, no matter what. Oh, absolutely, especially so, with the Irishman being in his bag. No, this nigga was in his bag in the Irishman, bro. He is seventy-seven years old. So were most of the actors. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not looks wise. The de aging was really good. The de aging was good. Um, you know, with how they looked. Mm-hmm. Before I, a, I get into that, I have a theory about uh, you talking about because you felt you wanted him to kind of use like for De Niro's character, somebody younger. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to te- this is specifically a mob story, I peeped. When it comes to mob stories, Scorsese tends to use the sameish actors. No, I know. So I felt like it was like it's the pro. I was talking to Isaac. Said I wonder how my seventeen-year-old self would have reacted knowing that Martin Scorsese was going to do a movie about Jimmy Hoffa. Right. And I started. I was like, I would have probably freaked the fuck out and maybe have gone into like an anxiety or a panic attack <laughs> at the thought of it because I was big into the mob and I was big into Scorsese at the age of seventeen. Mm-hmm. 
of course he had to bring Joe Joe we ain't seen Joe Pesci since since two thousand six with the Good Shepherd. Yeah, my man killed it. Like So between we have him, Al Pacino, phenomenal. Robert De Niro was phenomenal as well. It's just funny to see the de aging. Yeah. At one point we had to fight he's fighting no boy in the store. He had, he was looking like a man. Barely hit the doors and the glass shattered on both doors. Like, <laughs> dang. And then, bro, you should have seen him when he walked out. Like, he started kicking him, and you could tell he was like losing balance. He looked like an orthotic sign. Yeah. <laughs> but now, nah, before I get into my nitpicking on that, because I hold unlike the podcast, mostly nitpicking. Shout out to Nando V movies. Shouts out. Um, because with Scorsese, I hold, I hold his films in very high regard, so I have amazingly high expectations. Oh, feel I don't need to, but that's just how it is. Um, I thought he was in his bag. It's a great story. If you're not familiar with like who Jimmy Hoffa the is. pacing was phenomenal. Oh, pacing was great. Um, don't start watching it at 11 p.m. unless you're a night owl, which I'm not anymore. Um, <laughs> but He's got jobs. I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I work mornings again. So, um, But I thought it was a great film. I give it a strong 8 out of 10. Um, oh, same. However. Definitely one of the better movies I've seen this year. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Shouts out to my man Bronson in there. Did you see what I was talking about? Yeah. The way he delivered the lines to sound like. Yeah, it was. So if you're looking for a casket. <laughs> I was like, bro. Are, are you Bronson's shopping for project. a cremation or a burial? Uh, I heard the Bronson's project was good. Too. Great. Oh, Lamb and Rice? Yeah. Bro, it was classic Bronson and Alchemist. Gave oh, here it is. 20 minutes of bars. If you're looking for something with a little bit more luxury, we have these two models over here. They're like the Cadillacs of caskets. Now, if we're putting you in the fucking oven, it really doesn't matter yeah, what you're going no, with. He's, he's uh, Albanian. The yeah. cheapest shit possible. Particle board. That's it. What are we doing today? Are we doing a cremation? A burial. Burial? Uh, is it for a man or for a woman? Me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you see anything you like? <coughs> of course, he picks the green one because he's Irish. Right. That green one? Well, that's a beauty. That one will set you back about 7500 if you take it home today. What do you think? You doing it better? I mean, buddy, this is a uh, this, this is what you want to go home and no? Uh, I think we could go six on that for you. How about that? Six flat cash work for you? That's good. Good for me. Yeah, but Ronson didn't do a bad job. No, not at all. He um, was nice. He was in his bag. It's, I, I was mean, like work. I was doing something else, and I heard his voice, and I kind of looked up at the screen. I was like, "Is that Bronson?" Yeah, because I told you you would be in it. Yeah, I heard. I kept hearing he was gonna be in, but I just didn't know how deep of a role he was gonna be. Yeah, I knew it wasn't gonna be nothing deep. Like, could you imagine him being a goon? I could see it. Oh, that I would be amazing. See. That would be fantastic. What was his name in the movie? He didn't have. They didn't say. Oh, okay. He was literally. He was just a casket dealer. Casket dealer. Yo. Got these caskets. <laughs> Casket dealers are wild. But, um, I, I know if you're talking about like as far as holding him to a standard, I feel like Martin Scorsese at his peak, he's done so much to where I don't think anybody can top it. Mm-hmm. I can't even hold. It's like me holding Kendrick to the pimple butterfly, no, knowing no. that nobody in himself can top it. Because to me, his peak is like Raging Bull, Goodfellas, Casino, mm-hmm. Gangs of New York, The Departed. That's his peak. Yeah, I don't think he's. Right. This is like him. Like I want to even. And in a, in a director in his 60s, he was making The Departed. He made Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. If 
Because I remember Silence came out. I didn't hear much about it, and I was sad because I really wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. I have to check that out, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't expect... That's why I said if Kendrick were to, ne- if Kendrick were to never give me Good Kid, Mad City, it's been Butterfly again, I will never be mad. Right. Because I got it from him. I feel the same way about Martin Scorsese. You gave me your best work mm-hmm. over right. the span over the span of like three decades. No, by I the know. Way. I know. Three, please, four decades. Please don't take it like I'm expecting his best, like his best, best. Like, am I kinda? Maybe, but it's not like it has to be it. You know what I mean? Like, I just felt like I, in my opinion, from what I saw in the movie, I've only seen it once because that's. Because it's three, three hours long. Yeah, but to be fair, Scorsese's films are standard. Are long, yeah. Yeah, like, they've, that's um, why like, people are like, like ma- Just to give you all an idea, Gangs of New York on DVD was on two discs. Oh, for sure. That movie's, like, long as fuck. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street is three hours. Silence is upward is <laughs> two hours and 50 minutes. Same with The Aviator. His, you, said, you said the pacing was good, though. So oh, good. no, the pacing is great. You didn't even notice. At one point, I look up, I have 40 minutes left. I said, dang. But I, I felt like maybe like this is the first person I thought of like doing Tom Hardy but aging him down instead of back up uh, like they did for you know I just felt like I'm a Tom Hardy fan so that's why I thought yeah, of I can see first, that but no, I, no, I just felt like he, he looks Irish. Irish he looks yeah. Irish too so I could see it yeah and then most of the movie um, you know there are a lot of I'd say it's half and half like when he's old and when he's younger and going through life. Mm-hmm. But I felt like those scenes where he was doing more like quote unquote action, um, and I felt like it would have looked a little bit better. And that's that's what's like seeing the way the movie flowed. I understand it's like going back to when it comes to mob movies. Going back to Martin Scorsese's debut was Mean Streets, that right. starred Robert De Niro. He always either had Robert. He brought in Joe Pesci for the first time with Raging Bull. He had he had Robert De Niro with Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. He had Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci with Goodfellas. He had them both in Casino. Like when you think of a Scorsese movie, nine times out of ten, you're either going to think of either Leo or De Niro. So I feel like with this specific story that he wanted to tell, it was definitely a mob movie. So he had to bring in Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. He had to bring back Joe Pesci. And that's, he ha- that's it was like thing. Joe Pesci is a very underrated actor. Like, the way the nuance that he brought into that character. Well, most people just don't don't think that he has the range. They just to know play. he just be yelling and cussing yeah. and shit. No, he was, very, he was very nuanced, bro. I was like, oh my god. You don't think, dog? When he, when no, 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 not me. I'm no, just saying. But I most wanna, people. I just want to address you know, that. When he told him, he said, "Don't make the call." Yeah. He said, "We tried. Don't make that call." Yeah. We, we did everything we could. I was like, fuck. But here's the thing. Those people who say Joe Pesci doesn't have the range, how the fuck are you going to tell me he ain't got the range when he would do Goodfellas, Casino, but at the same token do Home Alone? I feel like do a lot my of people, cousin Vinny. I feel like a lot of people haven't seen The Good Shepherd either. That was a phenomenal movie. I think that, that starred De Niro as well, too. That's the thing. Like They go back. I think even the way De Niro and Joe Pesci became good friends, they actually lived together during the filming of uh, Raging Bull. Yeah. That's how they got so close. And that's... I will not tolerate Joe Pesci disrespect. Joe Pesci, I feel like when I'm looking at the award nominations, first of all, Irishman has to get a nomination. Uh, they, they, did a, they did a limited theater run. It's going to get a nomination. Yeah, it is. One. Two, if, if at least two, not at least, if at least two have to get the nomination, preferably all three. Al Pacino, De Niro, and Joe Pesci need a nomination for this. 
Okay. I I really want to see Joe Pesci win. I need to watch it tonight. Actually, I was it was phenomenal. I'm I've seen it three times already. Wow. Three times. I'm just like I was so smitten watching. I have to watch it again and again. You know some shit. Sc- Gilman stands that smitten. Well, I, 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 Scorsese is great, bro. Like <laughs> I, I always itch for a new Scorsese movie. And not to mention it's a beautiful film. And he when I say Scorsese is no scrub. Mm-hmm. He can really like he is a phenomenal director. The fact that you don't see many directors that can translate someone else's script that well. Most directors now write their own shit. Right. Or if they don't write their own shit, they direct somebody that they're really close to. Right. He just be picking up scripts. He's like, I want to do this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like the script. Hand it over to Spike Lee. I don't like the script. Hand it over to somebody else. Let me do that one. Oh, this nigga's dope, dope. Then. That's the shit he does. Oh, dude, he's. You know how far down like, to your creative back you ought to be? Just be like. That's why I said like, if I were to ever meet him, I would just want to ask like, just. Just get at least one or two, one to three questions off, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't even know if what I would say to him if I were to meet him in real life. Mm. He is like the standard to the point where niggas let him get off his shit about the Marvel, which I told Kendall. I said I feel like that conversation was like overlooking the whole big problem. Mm-hmm. So I explained to Kendall. I said a lot of people are making it more. They're using their Marvel hate. They're trying to gain clout for the conversation. Mm-hmm. I said Scorsese's thing was. Marvel is just a big thing right now. It's the big event films. Mm-hmm. Movies now, it's hard to get them really into release theaters mm-hmm. unless you're doing like a big event film or unless you're a heavily marketed movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're not making a lot of money. So these movies are getting kicked out quick so they turn into more flops. Yeah, it's cool if you got recognized at the awards, but if your movie's a flop, it's hard for studios to get behind you. Right. The fact that Knives Out just came out, and that's one of my favorite movies I've seen this past few months, mm-hmm. only had five showtimes. It just came out Dang. Wednesday. Like shit like that. I heard that was really good. I've been hearing even on, even it's on the internet. It's am- really good. Amazing. So. It's I'm talking about like it's hard. I feel like that's what the conversation that Scorsese was having to have these movies in theaters. Mm-hmm. He did a three and a half hour movie, and it's hard to put that in theaters because like yo, we can't get as much show times in, and we're not right. going to pay for you to have two screens of it because right. we don't know if people are going to want to go see it. Is his name not big enough to do that? It is. For sure, but it's just like now we're in a phase where. Remember, I was telling Kendall at one point the big movies were coming out in from May to August. Right now they're coming out now as a Black Panther star dropping. It's coming out in February. Mm-hmm. Now you got Star Wars coming out in December. Right. You have superhero movies coming out in October. Remember, uh, Joker low key ended up becoming a big event movie. It did. It made a billion dollars. Thor Ragnarok started dropping. Well, we knew. I told Kendall, Oscar time for the. Because you do the film festivals from, like, May to August. Mm-hmm. So these movies come out in theaters from, like, September to December. That's when they come out so you can get that rotation in. Maybe get one off, like a Christmas movie, a comedy movie, or something else. Mm-hmm. Now you're seeing big movies coming out in December. You're seeing them coming out in September. You're seeing them coming out in November, October. Right. Now it's hard to get movies like Knives Out. Even Queen and Slim is going against Frozen right now. So I can yeah. see Queen and Slim being out of theaters before. When I, okay, so Star Wars comes out December 20th. 21st, I think. 20th. Oh, 20th? Okay. Yeah, that's Friday. Mark my words. I feel like Queen and Slim may only have three, three or four showings by the time that comes out. And that's me being generous. Mm-hmm. Queen and Slim currently has, when I checked, it had like 10 showings. Dang. That is bad. That's not even a full month of like a rotation. Shazam got kicked out of theaters early because of Endgame. That's and I heard Shazam was a good movie, too. It's really good. 
That's so, what I feel like the conversation was supposed to be, but nobody's willing to have that actual conversation. Right. And that's why you see Scorsese had to turn to Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna let Kendall. We're gonna go to, go into detail when Kendall comes back because mm-hmm. we had a big, we had a big, good theory business plan when Netflix should rebrand themselves as. Okay. Once shit goes south, once they have to lose all their content, because it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. They're better shows and stuff is like other people should. But uh, please go see uh, or go watch The Irishman. I understand it's a long movie. If y'all, you can pop. as much as I don't want you to. If you want to pause it. Please do. Pause like, it. don't feel like film Twitter is gonna come after you. I most certainly. That's why I said I was like, you, that's why I said you're free to pause the movie whenever you want. Yeah, that's why it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy because I remember sitting and watching like Lord of the Rings in theaters, and we mm-hmm. just sat there for three hours. We sat there for Django Unchained. We sat there for Dark Knight Rises. I didn't mind. We sat there for Endgame. We sat there for a lot of long movies. Wolf that's, of Wall Street. That's what I'm saying. Wolf. Keep talking. Like Wolf of Wall yeah. Street, like Wolf of Wall Street was out. We sat there for three hours and sat to watch it. I feel right. like if movies entertaining, its pacing is good enough. Mm-hmm. This is there. Yeah, I'm talking about. I, I was even dreading watching Casino for the first time because I knew it was so long. That I, co- that but that oh, when uh, opening gets you, mm-hmm. he's the king of having an opener really just tie you in. He's I, that good. I think oh, yeah. I think people forget that. I think not people. I think companies forget. You know, film companies forget mm-hmm. that. People still love good storytelling. But I feel like we're in this uh, era now that we're such like digital. Mm-hmm. Things go by quick. So I never remember. I remember watching. Um, we had to do a project mm-hmm. for Miss. Um, what's her name? Miss Greer. Mm-hmm. But like watch a movie about like specific time period of region. Yeah. I watched all three Godfather movies with my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom's not like even into the Godfather. And we sat there and we just watched them. We thought it was like really dope. Right. Who would have thought me and my mom was be that deep into watching Godfather. Right. I was like 15 at the time. Right. I watching all three trilogies. That was like a light day for most people back in the 2000s. Like, right. oh, the Godfather marathon's on? Bet. They just sit there and watch it. Right. It Our attention no- span's a lot shorter. It was though. normal watching Wolf of Wall Street. Long-ass movie. I remember films used to be longer growing up. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is not the only long movie I've seen. Me neither. Nigga, watch Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> How long is that? Lawrence of Arabia's up there. Uh, I'll look up the and you can watch it in like a theater because it's like super wide format and yeah. shot designs. It's a very long movie. Oh my god! Look at the time though. Do we have anything else? Or? We also have. Actually, I had a good discussion. I wanted to get into. Okay. Oh, real quick. This is a quick discussion too. Some comic nerd shit. Three point six hours. Yeah. It's, oh wow! It's run. It's original runtime is one hundred eighty minutes. The special edition, 220 to 222. Jesus. So that's 20 minutes away from four hours long. Right. And, P- and it was a box office hit. It budget, it was budget was 15 million, gross 70. While watching a long movie, it was like dope to see. Like, you, right. especially if it was good, you weren't wasting your money. Right. Because you're just sitting there like, damn, this is you're really More for hard. your money. You're getting a good, actually well-developed story. So moving on. Black Panther 2, Rumors Doom. How? You know what it you know what is funny? I said if they do it correctly. Remember, I feel like a lot of people forget that Black Panther has ties to the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And in my mind, to see the perfect Black Panther series go, mm-hmm. I would love to see a re, I would love to see a live action retelling of the Tanahisi Coates World of Wakanda storyline mm-hmm. mixed with kind of bringing him back to his ties. And if you're gonna bring the Fantastic Four in, 
who else can you tie him to outside of Black Panther? Because you're gonna you're already teasing the villain Namor. Namor is also a black. Uh, Namor is also tied to Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna have Doom, at least have a guy named Victor. Von, at least have some dude named Victor, mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Like, right. And he's just there. He's a very rich guy, kind of pushing the shit forward. And you're leading. In my mind, I would like to see. I was talking to a friend about it. I would like to see this saga last ten to fifteen years, leading up to Secret Wars. I'm talking about like it's really fleshed out, not just throwing shit at us. Right. Really fleshed out. Leading up to that, un- un- leading up to the MCU, that universe itself dissolving and then restarting with the Ultimate Universe. Mm-hmm. I'd be so dope to get Ultimate Spider-Man. So that means the MCU would have lasted at the least twenty-one years, at the most twenty-six. Mm-hmm. And then you're updating it. You take the two, three-year break, mm-hmm. updating it with the Ultimate Universe. And I wouldn't mind a Doom. I wouldn't mind Doom as long as it's not like trying to make him the main main. He needs to not. He needs to be the big bad of this new saga. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think he needs to be this the saga Thanos. But somebody Doom is really powerful. Somebody I has think people yeah. forget that. Somebody too. has to introduce him. I wouldn't feel comfortable with him being immediately introduced in, in, Black, the, fan, in the first Fantastic Four movie. Uh, Guys, remember okay. when we had Galactus, and then it just it just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. He shouldn't like they shouldn't just be introduced in because it's clearly their villain. It shouldn't be. I hate when a lot of superhero movies at a time are giving you the main big villain in the first movie, right? And then they're giving you some like second tier nigga in the second one. That's why I feel like the Dark Knight. I mean, Thanos Batman. World? I'm talking about Batman Begins. Oh, it yeah. changed it up because they gave us Scarecrow first, so you saved us Joker for the second movie, and then you gave us Bane for the third. That's one thing about which Marvel. Is, I, I don't think they have as good of a rogue gal- gallery to pull from as DC does. To be honest, they kind of do, but they throw in different yeah, orders. Like you give, you give, like so we have the retcon Mandarin. Are, are you? I mean, I, I can get into that. They already did though. Hmm. That's what you. So we're at the point where we're now retconning Mandarin. You gave mm-hmm. us Red Skull in the first movie. Mm-hmm. We had to fight. We we've been fighting Loki for like eight years. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing like a lot to the point where I feel. Well, like- wait. To Marvel's point though, mm-hmm. they're 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 not good at that. You know, like one picks because they didn't build their universe for one. Of picks. course. DC right. know they're. Each one of DC's movies is like on a wing and a prayer type shit. But I'm talking about right, the, right, I'm right. Talking so it's about like, the point. Ah, we can only make this I'm a one pick right. because yeah. not, but you're not to, getting a sequel. I'm talking about now to the point where Marvel's figuring it out so you don't give us the big main guy mm-hmm. in the first movie. Spider-Man. Uh, home, the, Spider-Man they did so well. Spider-Man too. Homecoming. These niggas fought Vulture and the Shocker. We right. fight Mysterio in the second movie. We may get the Sinister Six, Sinister Six led by either Doc Ock mm-hmm. or Green Goblin for the third movie. Right. Depending on how they set it all I'm up. I'm also hearing Craven rumors. They said they, they, they're probably gonna they throw. Cra- they said they're gonna throw Craven in. They're gonna throw Craven in there too. Right. Like shit like that is dope as fuck to me. Right. They saved Than. They. I remember they wanted to push Thanos earlier. They kind of had to push back. Said, "No, nah, we're not ready for Thanos." Thankful. Thank God for Josh Wheaton on that point. He wasn't ready yeah. for Thanos, That's so they gave smart. us Ultron. Which I did not mind, even though that so we got Thanos for the very end. I still didn't mind Ultron. I feel like you got to niggas always so quick to use their big bat. That's why Fantastic Four, the Josh Trank version. First of all, Josh Trank, don't you ever dare talk <laughs> shit about the MCU mm-hmm. using Scorsese's name when you made clearly the worst released superhero movie of all time. Oh, the Fantastic Four. Yes. Which one? Second one? Justice League. No, the Fantastic Four. Oh, Just- which Fantastic Four did he make? Oh, Twenty fifteen, Joy. Justice League. I don't know if Justice League is worse Justice League than that is movie. nowhere near as bad as yeah, Fantastic Four. Yeah, Fantastic Four But when niggas so was like, Justice League, but, but yeah, when, no, Justice League is not good. But to the point where Doom doesn't even develop until the final ten minutes, mm-hmm. and that's it. Oh. Right, that was terrible. Was atrocious. 
I think DC's had that problem too with Doomsday. Like they should not have introduced Doomsday. Well, that like, and Ares, they shouldn't have introduced Ares. Yeah. Yeah. You know what somebody said? Um, how Wonder Woman should have really ended. Wow. Then it should have been very nuanced. That would have been the first yeah. superhero movie outside of the Dark Knight. That would have been like a very nuanced ending. Mm-hmm. But the climax isn't like them fighting. Right. It's you having like this big realization, and that's. I feel like this is one thing that. Nolan got right with the Joker. Mm-hmm. The Joker can't beat Batman physically, so he gets him mentally. That's what made that That's movie what so the climax, great. The it climax was mental. It wasn't about like a yeah, like that face off. Sometimes That's, in the superhero movie, I don't, I don't need the face off. It should have been Wonder Woman talking to Ares, and he's like, he said, "Yeah, I'm the Ace of I'm the agent of. He said, yeah, I'm the God of War, but this isn't me." I really, right. I really felt like it would have worked better if she. Remember, she had that whole conversation saying humans are just like this, and Ares wasn't really revealed. I would have felt like not like not That's even just revealed Ares. But I would have had Ares just for the recognition that he's there. Well, no, like, I, for, wouldn't, I wouldn't have had it to where it was revealed to her. If that makes sense, like, he I feel was like Ares? I feel like Ares should have been a villain that was over multiple movies. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what, well, yeah, that's, that's that's what I'm saying. Is. Well, no, I'm that's saying, what I'm saying. I don't think she he should have been like revealed not, to not, her. Not, like it's like a post credit scene. Type not to thing. the not even post credit. I feel like. Things should be certain nuance, like in the conversation. I feel like it wouldn't have gone that well. Mm-hmm. I was and then, let's say, like, let's say, like he still, reve- like he still kind of reveals himself, like he's just there. Mm-hmm. He said, "Yeah," he, like just kind of like, "Oh, he's like, like he just," he said, "Yeah, war between human is fun, but sadly, this is not me." Right. It's like it, that theme of it actually being humanity was actually. Phenomenal. And then did she had to fight I, Ares for like a twenty minute I fight? Feel, I feel like they, they I felt cheated. I feel like they kind of pussied out in the writers' room. Yeah, I felt cheated. Like, that's what it feels like. Because it means that was a really this means great this guy sacrificed thing. himself for nothing. Right. That was stupid. It's okay. His his grandson is gonna be in the next one. It was still gonna be uh, Chris Pine. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> At least Shazam was good. Wait, it's gonna be really. They're really no, doing I, that. No, I think Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be I Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. is probably gonna be the biggest retcon for the DCU EU. Yeah, I think they're gonna reset it all. No, I mean they've been leading up to a reset. Please get a new Flash, please God. So please. one one last topic before we go. Mm-hmm. I just want to see. I was thinking a lot since we're gonna start having a big Christmas conversation. Right. I've been watching a lot of like TV shows and like Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. Which TV series do you feel had the best Christmas episodes? Dang. Danny Phantom. American Dad. American Dad for sure. Um, Them Krampus episodes and that Santa Claus back and forth was yeah, phenomenal. Was what about the other Christmas episodes? I love I love most of American Dad's Christmas episodes. Can you Jake, name another one? one? Hey, Jake, Future, Jake, Futurama. Be, Jake, you want to be on my ledge with me? Great Christmas what? episodes. What's your ledge? Jake, you want to be on my ledge with me? What's your ledge? I got South Park. Oh, dude, the so, one where all the animals... I got and then the sacrifice yeah. that between was hard. That one, between that one, Christmas in Canada, where Jesus, the other one where Jesus gets killed in Iraq. Oh wait, what? Yeah, South Park is up there. South Park, South Park is up there. South Park is up there. I'm gonna put Futurama up there because then okay. yeah. Futurama has remember, great Christmas. Remember Kawanza bot? He's voiced by Coolio. Kawanza, come on now, <laughs> the three holidays. Was it the fuck, Jake? What do you think? Um, South Park is good. Um. Regular shows, Christmas episodes. They were really good, too. Yeah, that's true. Because um, I don't want to discount The Office. They're pretty strong with their Christmases. Um, yeah. I, so, so, South Park, as far as the ones that we've really just truly seen in before, like, the recent seasons, Red Slay Down, which is the one where Cartman, where Cartman, he realizes that he, he goes to, like, his Kyle's Jew, super Jewish cousin mm-hmm. and gets, like, audited. He said, he said, Cart, he said Cartman, 
If you cure cancer in eight, you're still going to owe Santa three presents. (laughs) 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 So he says he's going to bring Christmas to like Iraq and shit. And Santa, and so he convinced Santa to go to Iraq. Santa gets like shot down by the Taliban and is getting tortured. And he, they bring Jesus and Jesus gets killed in Iraq. It's Christmas in Canada. That's the one where um, Kyle's, Kyle's brother. Yeah. Gets kidnapped and they do like the whole Wizard of Oz parody. That was. There's Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. Well, <laughs> 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 There's such white humor. Oh my god. Yeah. Mr. Hanky's Christmas classics. Where they realize like pe- the, like there's not like a Christmas spirit anymore. What's the other joint? The pilot episode. Remember the pilot episode where they had like Santa fights Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Simpsons have a great Christmas episode as their pilot. That may be... Shit, that is a phenomenal pilot. Because they put... I think they pushed the premiere back to December. So they had to, like, make a Christmas... They had to, like, cut the few... Ep- they had to bring the fewer episodes back and push the Christmas episode forward. Yep. Damn. But Chris... I feel like with anything with The Simpsons is cheating because it's like 31 seasons. Well, yeah, bro. No, that's, right. why can, that's why I didn't mention them. It's, it's hard. Like, they didn't have 31 tries. They didn't, like, <laughs> fam, at this point, they have 32 Treehouse of Horror. No, they have 30 Treehouse of Horror episodes because mm-hmm. they didn't start the season two. Right. That itself is a one season long watch. Right. So Simpsons is like OP. You can't, like, it's like talking about the Dream Team in no, 92. I know. I, that's why I only mentioned the pilot episode. I wasn't trying to bring in The Simpsons in. I'm just saying. That was a good one. That was a really good one because I watched it. I watched it recently, even though uh, Disney Plus they made it hard for me to watch The Simpsons. Why? The aspect ratio is They up cut right the aspect, so it's like they, oh, yeah. they ch- completely chopped it. So like even before, even me like trying to blow, push that out of my mind, I recognized it. Right. I say I feel like I'm like missing something. Yeah. Like I'm seeing like Maggie's like suit, and it's like cutting off like right here at her like oh, forehead. Wow. Although I gotta say, the second episode ever of The Simpsons is one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. Uh, Quidjabo. Hold up, boy. What's a Quidjabo? It's a. Jake, I can't say boy like that again. What? Oh, we, my we, bad. Had, we had a conversation about Fox and Leghorn with moms. I know, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they had a Christmas episode called Merry Christmas, Charlie Manson. And they had the Woodland Critters one where they like worship the devil. What is the most out of pocket South Park Christmas episode? Maybe that one. <laughs> they was like, fucking in the church, yo. No, yeah. remember it was like have, the animals like well, having they, sex they like dead corpses. Yeah, that's wild. There yeah. was like a satanic ritual. Like they didn't they sacrifice sinners? Yeah, they shit? Say, so they're like they're 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 here's okay. It so was here's, woodland creatures. So, so <laughs> here's sodomy. So you're missing like you, we gotta like lead them up to it. So mm-hmm. it's like there's a story being told with a narrator. Of like these woodland critters, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be like recreating like the nativity, the nativity thing, and it's they like run in the stand. It slowly revealed that that the hedgehog, I believe, they said she's giving like she's giving birth, she's pregnant. Yeah, you think mm-hmm. she's supposed to be was like married? Hedgehog or the deer? It was the hedgehog. So you feel like she's. Keep talking. So you feel like she's like she's pregnant, but you think it like you're in your head. They go, "Oh, she's pregnant with like the like the savior, this isn't that." Mm-hmm. They said, "No, they know she's gonna give birth to the antichrist." And they're like, "Huh?" Because they've been helping her the whole episode. Like he was literally helping her the entire episode. And then they mentioned antichrist, and they were like, "Wait, what'd you say?" 
<laughs> and then he had to like he had, they had to be like the, it had to be like transferred through Kyle because Kyle wasn't like a Christian because he was Jewish. And then only find that Cartman wrote the story. At the very end, so I'm like, uh, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Dark. Mm-hmm. South Park may be the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> family Guy has some cool Chris. The first Family Guy Christmas episode was really funny, where like Lois goes ape shit because of paper oh, towels. Yeah. Oh yeah, the paper. Yeah. It's that like, shit was. It's hard. like nah. Peter gives a act. Peter's a re. <laughs> no, no, no. Sam can say it. <laughs> He, he, got, he got diagnosed. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> he got diagnosed. To be fair, Peter did get diagnosed as being mentally challenged and retarded. <laughs> but Peter. It's, that was just, a, it's just funny because you're about to catch yourself. <laughs> he said, Reek. <laughs> Peter is the dumbest, dumbest character of all time. That, when Brian said. Have you met Stan? No, Peter's worse. Peter is Peter when Peter when, Pe- when Lois said, "I want you to get the gifts out of the trunk for the children," and he just sits there. And Brian said, "Shouldn't you be getting the trunks out of the children for the kids?" He said, "I gave them all the toys for tots." He said, "Only <laughs> one." He said, "Only one gift is gonna go to toys for tots. The other one was like for the kids." Well, how to tell this between four and from? He said, "I think there was like a memo change. Like you thought it was it was supposed to be for Peter, but it was actually what you thought it was from you." He said, "You know what?" It's just better to say you're stupid. <laughs> so that's not what set Lois off. Right. It's not the fact they had to go Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. Again. Which is insane. Again. A full Christmas shopping. The house like Eve. blew that's... up. The turkey got fucked up. The whole house was like fucked. And she was like, Everything okay. was on fire. That's what but happened. But it took paper towels. And then she goes, someone passed me the paper. She was like, oh, well, we'll just clean up. So can someone pass you the paper towels? And she's like, oh, and then we're out of paper towels. And then she like snaps. She's like, she went incredible. Oh, she, if that's not the realest shit, though, like, you know, <laughs> yo, because real shit, it do be that one thing at the right, end of your day. Right. You drop your keys before you get into the door. You be exactly. like, exactly. You just have you ever had your belt loop hit hit like the loop of like the door, <laughs> bro. You know <laughs> like what that you does? Bad day. You just Sam. You be like, it <sighs> be the littlest shit. You're right. You ready to crack? Anyway, so and she, you so bad. Some shit, you, she set Frosty on fire. I know. She like took like this big swig of alcohol. Didn't she pick up the, the Christmas tree and throw it out the window? <laughs> she climbed up the big Christmas tree and was going to take the star. I don't know if she was going to do it the star. She was going to take it. Uh, wasn't she climbing up there like uh, King Kong? King Kong, yeah. She yeah. was mad. There was like flying toy planes around her and shit. But. We got anything else though? Um, if not, you know, it was a good podcast. Great Slow episode. at times, but hey. We love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. You know, coming to an end of the year, but we love y'all. Thank y'all. Can't wait for the Christmas, the Brother Husband's Christmas special slash my 24th birthday. Hey, that, thanks gang. for coming. Gang, 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 you know. gang, 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 okay. gang, gang, Jake, I feel uncomfortable with you gang. and this black wife beat around. Gang, gang, gang. They said, no, no, where you been at? I'm just cooling the breeze. I mean, I'm who's, who's the, the worst? Who's the worst rapper between YB and Nami or Lil Tecca? <laughs> Why, how did we get here? You know, I think I think Lil Tecca is worse because I believe YBN and Namir. I believe him. Yeah. Lil Tecca openly admitted he's like, I don't do none of this shit. I feel like about. I shouldn't take you seriously as a rapper if you're on IG Live trying to upload a song to SoundCloud from your mom's house. <laughs> I don't care if you're 16 or not. You should be like, hey, mom, my new song about to drop. I feel like I shouldn't have to see you say that. Like, Joey Badass lived with his parents, but like, he... he Wait, still? still? No, when he was like, he came out, he was 16, 17 Oh, yeah, old. okay, okay, okay. Like he clearly Are we still recording? 
Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> we did a whole outro. We did an outro. What happened? I don't know how we got here. Sam, I thought you were going to cut it. Sh- well, Jake didn't say gang. That's I did. I, he said gang a lot. I, I did the whole gang. Oh, I'm, I'm, never mind. That's the first time <laughs> I've done it. Well, dang, I guess. But yeah, I feel like you shouldn't be on IG Live after you've been talking songs about you being a gangster. Right. And you say, hey, mom, my new song about to upload. Gangsters can't have moms? I mean, they can, but it's the persona. Have you ever seen those? Ep- have you ever seen like those episodes of like comic book writers and they like live with their moms and like you don't take them seriously no more? Alan Moore, bitch. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Shout out to well, Zach. This nigga Zach has been ugly for two hundred consecutive episodes. On Man, let's that, get it. Hey, oh wait, wait, wait! Before we <laughs> end, niggas, remember, time, the window is closing. You only got about four weeks, maybe five, to text your girl and tell her that Merry Christmas or Happy New Year. All right, it's get your girl back season. Yeah, none of that. Like, yeah, anyway, four weeks. Y'all have a great. Never, ask about great, our moms. Great Never week. that, bro, bro. Hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving. We'll see y'all again same time next week on the same bullshit, the same black tank top. You know what I mean? Wait till I play. The, wait till I play the two live crew birthday song for my shit. Gang. <laughs>